0: It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. <laughs> Here we are once hey. I'm getting coasters thrown at me by a small child.
1: I know, that was totally just on live stream. It was amazing.
0: You definitely <laughs> started it as well. Definitely. She started it! wouldn't leave me alone. How's it going, everyone? This is Ears Up Podcast, and we have a really cool show for you guys today, as we do uh, pretty much every month, I can say. (laughs) There was probably one stinker show somewhere. I can't really place it, Uh, but this one's pretty...
1: I bet our listeners can.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and and they have, I'm sure. Uh, We've gotten all the feedback about it, Uh, but this show's pretty cool. It's... it's, um, I don't know, what's it called? How to be a Disney Imagineer, I suppose? Yes, that's what we called it. So we have a a, a friend on the show tonight. His name is Kyle, and he was an Imagineer on Mm -hmm. the engineering side of things, which I think is pretty cool. And uh, of course, without the the engineers, right, uh, we would never be able to have all the berms and all the cool stuff that we have now. So uh, we're going to chat with Kyle today about all the kind of stuff he has worked on, how he got to where he is. And if you guys are so inclined, Maybe you can follow in his footsteps. He worked on the new Shanghai, Disney, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we should we should get some good stories out of that guy for sure. We're also going to talk to Jeremy from Spectro Radio again to chat about, what is our, uh, I don't even know what we're talking about today. Um, oh, I thought he, t- oh, the Disneyland band.
2: Oh. Pretty nice. cool.
1: That's neat. Right? Yeah. Aren't they gone? Well, I guess we'll find out.
0: Uh, aren't they gone? Yes, yeah, so they are gone. I think they're gone. Now they're um, doing like
1: college bands instead or something.
0: Yeah, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess. I mean, I, I, it's I guess cool. it's cool, right? I miss the old guys, but that's cool.
1: It's a, it's a good. It's, it's finally a good change that they've made. Like, a pop- <laughs> like it's a, it's a change that I don't hate.
3: Exactly. Well, maybe the old guys <laughs> are actually gone. Like,
0: what do you mean uh, gone? I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's got to be. I mean, it's better to, to have the young people come in. You can rotate the men, and no one really cares. And with the old guys, it's like you have to. It has to be the same guy. You know what I mean? If you've seen, you know, what, you know what I mean? If you've seen the band a few times,
0: I feel like and, you're dancing
3: around some a sensitive subject. What are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. It's a little close to home, but it's okay. not sensitive okay. right <laughs> now. It's All not right. sensitive right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anywho, 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 anyway. Okay, so let's get started here, everybody. Uh, You know how to listen to us because you're doing it now. Uh, (laughs) We're on uh, Facebook, Twitter. So uh, I just tweeted something out before the show. Um, We got a cool photo of the new Velvet Elvis. We talk about the Velvet Elvis every year in the Haunted Mansion. Uh, Apparently now it is easier to find than ever. It's right on one of the pianos. But it's still kind of hard to see. Um, (laughs) Interesting. I had the same reaction. I had the same reaction. I don't know where the pan. Oh, I guess there is one pan on the left side there. Uh, it's still a little hidden, but... Um, I feel like it was
1: kind of easy last year.
0: If, but you need, had to know to hang halfway out of your doom buggy. Right? That's true, that's so, uh, true. Which you would have known if you talked to us. That's but anyway, awesome. so that's now on Twitter. Uh, and apparently we have a, a photo of a new... Uh, A new thing, a new attraction, or not a new attraction, but a new, um, I don't know, display or whatever in the Haunted Mansion of Sally leaning on the tombstone. So we'll we'll post that up in a couple, uh, well, probably a couple weeks away, uh, you know, if I get to it. Uh, That should be up tomorrow. Anyway, uh, follow us on there because we don't post a whole lot, but when we do, man, it's pretty cool. Oh, also, on Facebook, I put up the Disney Moms Panel is now open. Your boy has already applied. (laughs) Uh, I did as well today. You did? Yes, I did. So I love the Disney Moms Panel thing because. It's so, it's, it's oddly un PC in the world ever growing of the PC-ness, yes, right? It's like uh, Disney Moms panel, but anybody can apply.
2: <laughs> and you don't
0: have to be, but you have to be able to answer 10 to 20 email questions a day. Right. Who has time for that? No, not, That's not true. me. Yeah. Apparently. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> for, yeah. Uh, but
3: the questions are kind of cool. You do at work. Come on. I have a, I'm You know, I'm looking at YouTube
0: videos.
3: I know. Well, <laughs> you're going to you have a couple
1: less YouTube videos at right. work. That, yeah.
3: is uh, <laughs> that is true.
0: That is true. If you're apprehensive about applying, I think that they've changed the questions up a little bit this year and uh, made it a little easier to apply, I think. Mm-hmm. The questions seemed a little easier, but it's basically just, how would you answer this question? How would you answer this question? Like, uh, maybe we got the same one. I don't well, know. was your
3: final question that
0: you had to answer? Oh, God. It was... Um, if someone wanted to take a break in the park. But didn't want to go back to the hotel. But didn't want to go back to the hotel, where yeah. would you? So I assumed that the hotel didn't mean the Disneyland Resort Hotel. Right, right. So I actually told them I would go to. What did you tell them?
2: Okay, so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> No, you it first. Said, it said answer it as if um, you're answering the actual email. So it's like, yeah, hey, that's a great question. A day in the park can get really tiring, but that doesn't mean you're ready to leave.
2: Yeah. Um, my
3: my suggestion would grab would be to grab yourself a nice bowl of clam chowder and an ice cold Coca-Cola at the at the Harbor Gallery and enjoy the view of the Rivers of America and the entire waterfront of New Orleans Square.
4: I literally hate you. <laughs>
3: But that's how you have to answer that's how they answer the question. Yeah, so I
0: I said uh thank you very much for the email. Uh taking a break is a very important part of any Disney resort vacation. Oh, I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's right. If you look up on the Q oh, and no, A I like no, I've i read oh. it. And and they're they're actually here, do me a favor, Bev. That mic is terrible. Oh I'm sorry. Just no, it's not your fault. Shift to that mic, please. I'm sorry. I keep bouncing you around. It's not good. There you go. I just moved your camera. Um <clears throat> So I said, uh, uh, you know, if, if, you're looking for, if you're looking to stay within the parks, I would go to uh, the Sonoma Terrace in Disney's California Adventure. There's a plenty of shade there, uh-huh. and you can still enjoy the Disney magic. If you'd like to leave the parks, I would suggest maybe getting something to eat in downtown Disney at Ralph Brennan's, or perhaps taking a stroll around the Disney Resort. Tons of shaded areas and nooks for you to take a break in. Nice. <laughs> we're not making it no we're not no we're not at all, oh God, and there was something else. there was like another one about uh oh what would you rec- if if someone was considering staying at the Disneyland Resort hotel what would you what would you tell them or suggest to them or something like that mm-hmm. uh, and I think I just told them to go to concierge level. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. Thank which you. is a great way well, for you to be able to. I think
1: you guys are one person, and you are <laughs> just applied twice.
0: I'm all right with that. Like, and, and so my reasoning was, it was like, um, y- you can you can take a break from the parks, which is very important. Again, mm-hmm. I'm all about breaking now. Um, and you can still experience the Disney magic. <laughs>
3: I like that. <laughs> yeah, I wish you could throw that that whole Dick Clark
0: voice in there. <laughs> the Disney magic. The Disney magic. Or, uh, Casey
3: Kasem. That's what. It yeah, is. That's yeah. What I <laughs>
0: So we'll see. I don't know. But anyway, uh, go to our Facebook page and get the link. And look, man, I think you get a free trip to Disney World out of it. Mm-hmm, if you get mm-hmm. on, the, on the mom's panel, and you get some luggage and, you, you know, you can hang out with other people. I guess My
3: mom was looking over my shoulder as I was doing that. Today, I was at her house and she just just shook her head. She's like, really? <laughs> really? That's, what, that's what you're doing. Really? You want to be a Disney <laughs> mom?
0: She
3: really did. She really did.
0: You go, mom, you should have been a Disney mom. Exactly. Oh, so that's sorry. Just
3: real quick. That's yeah. the other thing. I know we talked about this uh, before on the show. Yeah, um, going to touch on it real quick. if That's okay. Do it. Yeah. All right. So weird week. My uh, my dad passed away earlier in the week, and so we're uh, getting ready for the service. And we um, I'm going through pictures, and I remember I, I said before that my parents uh, took me down to my grandma's house in L.A., dropped me off, and went to Disney World without me. Yes.
2: Yes. A very that's right. traumatic. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, like yes. My therapist yeah.
3: knows about this. Okay. Right. So I'm going through pictures, and I see. Pictures of like eight years ago of my parents in Disney World again without me. Like, what in the world? No way. And, and, no way. But they had no excuse. They didn't say, like, well, you had three kids. It was eight years ago. We had no kids, we just weren't invited.
4: It's my not invited. favorite. That's That's horrible! Like. You didn't even know.
3: I know. I didn't know. I didn't know until like yesterday. Like today.
1: That is amazing. Uh, Eight
0: years ago, wow. so you wow. had you had no kids. I had no kids. You, you had no. Were you married? You were married. Oh yeah. yeah. Married for almost fifteen years. Ago. So yeah. you oh, wow. could have gone. I could have gone.
3: We had we had <laughs> money coming out of the wazoo. Would you exactly. have gone?
0: Would you have gone with your parents? Because I feel and I don't know because uh, you know half my parents don't exist and the other half is insane. So <laughs> I don't talk to them. <laughs> But I don't know if I would go on vacation with my parents. I don't I don't know if my family's that tight, right? I, I, I probably would have. Yeah? I probably, we've been on cruises together. We've done stuff like that. Okay, I well, I guess in have. Disney World's big enough where right. you don't have to do exactly. the same park all the time.
2: I would, yeah. Yeah? I've gone to Disneyland
4: with my... No, I mean, not my side of the family, because sick and crazy. Right. Uh, but Sam's family, yeah. All the time.
0: Like reverse ankle grab sick? Like hella sick? Like catching air off the <laughs> balcony or... <laughs> No, like sickly. <laughs> oh, okay. That's I right. would
1: definitely go with my family.
0: Well, we've been with your family. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but I'd go.
0: And they're all I'd insane. even go
1: again with my family.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: uh, you're insane, too. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> feedback on this lovely show, oh. yeah, that can come to Taryn at earsup com or uh, there's a, a, a feedback form on the website. Any compliments, go to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi. to Bev at earsup-podcast.com. And anything else, <laughs> comes to Jason at earsup podcast. <laughs> com.
4: Everybody else gets blah, blah, blah,
2: blah. <laughs> Jason, Jason gets <laughs> ears up. <laughs> <Hyphen> <laughs> pod. Podcast that's P-O-D. Right. One, one. C-O-D. Well, look, the only A-S-T. emails
0: the only emails we get are All feedback I- from the form online, so right. it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we have a blog. Uh, if you want to support awesome uh, internet radio like this, and look, we we do need support. This is the show does cost us a, a little bit of money to run, so your donations are acceptable, of course. You can shop via. Amazon, amazon on our amazon link and this is all done on our homepage. if you want as well uh you can be a recurring donor be a one-time donor go to get cove com c-o-v-e-a-r-s you can buy churro shirts you can buy cove ears you can really that uh, would really help us out uh support our friends it's the about us page and the friends at ears up uh section or whatever um we got a little bit of time before jeremy
1: i could do feedback
0: yeah, let's do feedback. Uh, let's say feedback to the end. Okay. Say feedback to the end because uh, I know we're running up right on Jeremy and then I told Kyle we would get to him shortly thereafter. Kay. Um, And we have a gift for Terrence. Terrence, we have a gift for you, mm. but we're going to save that to the end as well. This is kind of going to be a long show.
1: Okay. Okay, that's fine. I just need to be you home can't? by nine. I'm just kidding, but not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because we're usually home by like
3: midnight. But, right. Okay. I'm, I'm
1: just, well, we're only doing one show today. I'm
0: just yeah, kidding, but we can not go really.
3: long two and a half
0: hour show. <laughs> two and a half hours, perfect. It won't be that long. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it it will be. Uh, it'll
5: kind of be a long show, I think. Jeremy, oh, well, my that's friend, a, that's a good picture. What's happening? How you doing, buddy? You we're like, well, we're gonna hold off on Jeremy for a minute, but we don't know what to do in the meantime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you hear that awkward silence?
5: <laughs> I was like, oh, I better get ready.
0: <laughs> How you doing, man? good how are you uh perfect perfect so i uh saw on the the media that's social that you did the disney half marathon or whatever it was right yes i did and i was yeah. kicking myself in the tushy because our friend pushy jack was doing the same marathon oh, the really? same yes and i and i thought about like firing off like a facebook message to both of you at the same time but it was like sunday and i think he had already laughed and i'm like oh
5: man that's too bad. I mean, I wear a big Spectro radio shirt, so no one could possibly miss me, but I no wouldn't anything. Oh,
1: man.
0: Uh, that's too bad. Oh, but let's see, before we get too far afield here. Join us as we unravel the magic behind some of Disney's most beloved pieces
6: of music. It's Spectro time. This
2: magic night A million stars will play beside us Cast a spell upon Shimmering,
5: in round All right. World wow, that's doing the warnings.
2: <laughs>
5: and carouseling is just how I would describe this.
2: Show.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you should. I think it's in your contract. All right, man, what do you got for us today? A little Disneyland band uh, nonsense?
5: Well, first I have uh, a correction from last time. Uh oh. So um What did, what did I, Terrence do now? D-
1: do we, need a, do we need to get into the press room?
5: <laughs> Where, I, yeah, I got to fly out there and get in that room. <laughs> um, so I was listening back after you. I was actually traveling back from Disneyland and I was listening to the last episode that I was on, which I don't normally do. I usually listen to the ones that I'm not on. <laughs> um,
2: I yeah, tried, but no. I was yeah, like, <laughs>
5: <laughs> like, let me listen to this. And right within five minutes, I said a wrong date. So I want to, yeah, I know, (laughs) especially after I was like razzing Terrence a little bit last time about that press conference. So, um, I said that the Main Street Electrical Parade was reinvented and relaunched in 1997. I meant to say 1977. So for all of those of you out there who found that, uh, I apologize.
2: Wow.
5: Wow. Yeah. I'm owning up to it. Well, that's good. That's important. That's important. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, also, so much has happened since I was here last time. Um, oh. You guys are apparently are keeping paint the night now. Like,
2: really? Oh, we are? Yeah. Well, okay, Greg I guess it's happy. just
5: getting a big refurb, and then it's coming back in the spring, So, or mm. maybe even at Christmas. So that's the latest.
1: <laughs> that's weird. So then where does the Electric Light Parade fit in?
5: It's going to be like alternating like it's going to oh. be there in spring because i guess it needs i guess hmm. they're going to have paint the night do so this is i read this all in mice chat okay so okay i don't know none of this is official yeah but
0: okay. they, the biggest they, grain of salt
5: yeah what's that
0: i said take it with the biggest grain of salt
5: yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, you don't like to report our rumors do you maybe i'll keep my mouth
0: no shut. no but go ahead because i'm not
5: doing it and that's okay <laughs> like oh, you okay. can do it and that's totally fine <laughs> they're saying that. Um, Paint the Night just needs a re- two refurbs they, so they can get by with it for a little while at Christmas. So it's going to come back for like a holiday run. Mm-hmm. And then they got to okay. shut it down and like redo the costumes and like re- figure out a lot of the choreography. So that's when Main Street Electrical Parade will take over for a few months. And then after like six months of a big refurb on it, Paint the Night will be back mm. for for the, the long haul. Okay. <clears throat> so who knows? Mm. Interesting. Grain of salt. All right. Okay. Okay, sorry, I'll keep this quick because you have a really exciting guest on tonight. So, (laughs) History of the Disneyland Band. So, you all know them. They've been there for 61 years now. They originally were assembled as a group of musicians and they were only meant to play for the opening day and then about two weeks that followed. And that was it. They were just going to kind of like be a temporary thing to get things kicked off. But they were so popular that they have lasted through the years. Number one, please. Thank um. you. That's a track from their first album, released, recorded, and released in 1956. It was recorded inside the park just about a year after the park's opening. Um, so I just played that to get you guys in the mood, and just in case you weren't <laughs> sure who I was talking about when I said Disneyland the band. Hoops.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
5: So to get this band going, Walt sought saw the, saw the assistance of England native V.C. Walker who was commonly referred to in his day as only the Colonel. Um, And BC was uh, hired to assemble a marching band to play at the Grand Opening Parade in Disneyland in 1955, number two.
2: The town square is where the band holds forth, and those free band concerts were one of the big social highlights of the week, any
6: week, or the Grand Opera House.
5: So that is um, actually the band playing on July 17th, 1955, under the direction of V.C. E. Walker. That's from the live coverage that they did of, that, um, of the opening of the park um, on ABC. So I just think that's so cool that we can actually hear what happened that day. So I had to play a clip from that. I do um, like it.
0: It's, I, I, I like going back. You know, The audio quality is not the greatest, of course, but uh, yeah. it, it doesn't matter with stuff like that. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. There's still that sense of history.
5: Yeah, it's like we can hear what they heard that day, yeah. and I just think that's so cool. So then that was um, Bob Cummings, I believe, giving out – he was kind of giving you a, a tour around town square saying this is this, and here's the fire department, and then he got to the band. So that was basically them. Uh, so V.C. Walker was born in 1893 in England and uh, was a member of the Sheffield Boys Brigade Band by the age of 11. He then moved to the United States in 1912, settling in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where after 10 years there, he had organized bands in 30 schools in the surrounding area wow. before becoming bandmaster of the Marquette University Band in 1930. Walker then moved to Hollywood, where he worked at conducting the musical scores in various Hollywood motion pictures, including "Any Get Your Gun. He then organized the famous Los Angeles Elks Club Toppers Band, personally leading them in the Tournament of Roses Parade each year until 1955 when he signed on as the director of Walt Disney's Disneyland Band. He was a legend in his profession. Uh, he won, won more than 50 awards plus honorary titles of colonel in Wisconsin and national commander of the All-American Band Corps and Judges Association And also, according to his daughter-in-law, Lucille Walker, was the inspiration for the musical The Music Man. So he has a very storied life. Wow. However, despite all these accolades and accomplishments, uh, Walker cites his time at Disneyland as the pinnacle of his career, stating once, here I have the finest musicians in the United States, most of whom have been with me for more than 10 years. So Walker's one of these early 20th century, like, greatest generation guys, like, better than us, you know, overcome (laughs) this right now. Yeah, for sure. He he had real struggles. Right. Um, You know, like world wars. And and he was also diagnosed with a rare crippling spinal virus that almost took his life and left him paralyzed after a few months. And doctors told him he would never walk again. Wow. And um, after the diagnosis, he wouldn't give up. And he spent weeks just relearning how to move one finger. Um, and after months of painful effort, he finally began regaining control of his body. And just one year after he became ill, he reluctantly used a cane to lead the Disneyland band down Main Street once again, saying, I just had to get back to my band. And a few weeks after that, he tossed the cane altogether and was fine. So that's, I just think that's pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. Um, so he retired in 1968. Now there are some conflicting reports. Some say d23 that he (laughs) retired in 1970 however i have the 1969 disneyland band vinyl that records vc having retired the previous year which would have been 1968 um so i'm sorry d23 i think i'm right (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is why you have
1: to double check on different things like that
5: yeah you can't just take this stuff for uh you know for truth it's you've got to double check on all those things Walker sadly passed away in November of 1977. So now let's get back to the band. Typical day. They start out playing at Floral Mickey out front. um, And then they'll head to the castle. Then they'll go over and play by Mark Twain. um, And then their last set of the morning usually is in Town Square. Um, in the afternoon, they split up into smaller groups of about four musicians each, and they're placed in different areas around the parks in roles such as the Main Street Municipal Brass and the Saxophone Quartet. So whenever you see these like little groups, that's actually just the Disneyland band guys in different costumes and smaller.
1: Yeah. I did not know that.
5: <laughs> and then they get back together each evening to perform at the Daily Flag Retreat in Town Square. So a few fun facts. Um, they have logged more than 3,500 miles marching since opening day.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow!
5: Yeah. Um, they perform more than 1,000 concerts every year at Disneyland. But their performances are not relegated only to within the berm. Each year they perform an educational concert for 40,000 local Orange County area second graders. Um, and they've been doing that for 30 years. And that really is to kind of educate the the local kids and get them excited to, about music. And so I like that, that they do a bit in the community. That is cool. They feature a repertoire of 250 selections, each memorized.
2: Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm.
5: You'll notice there's no music on those instruments. They've got it all up there. Right. Wow. Um, But they have a library that they can draw upon that has over 2,500 arrangements. So it's kind of like a tenth of that is always kind of in their heads. And then the rest is kind of like, you know, in the file cabinet. Um, They have performed in the Tournament of Roses Parade. They've been at the Hollywood Bowl. They've performed at Disney motion picture premieres. And in dozens of cities across the country as musical ambassadors of Disneyland And in front of visiting dignitaries ranging from prime ministers to presidents to royalty from around the world. The band has released two albums throughout the years. The first was in 1956. As you heard in the first clip that I played, this album was specifically recorded in the park and not in a recording studio because it was felt that the live recording from the park would lend more authenticity to the album. And so that person taking it home would really feel like they're in the park. Uh, the second album album is a vinyl from 1969 shortly after the retirement of BC Walker now under the direction of James Christensen number 3 please <laughs> So through the years, they've had several directors, of course, the famous V.C. Walker, who then handed it off to James Christensen, followed by Jim Barngrover, Stanford Freezy, Art Dragon and Kurt Curtis. Then at a meeting on March 31st, 2015, the Disneyland Resort issued an end of run notice to the Disneyland Band, stating the Disneyland Band current creative offering and configuration is approaching the end of its run. The last day of performance will be July 16th, 2015. So did the trombonist go?
2: Wah, 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 wah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would. That right I deserve
1: applause.
5: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, that's sad, man.
1: Yeah, it is. It's
5: sad. I hate that um, stuff. I mean, I was completely enraged when I first saw that. Yeah, because um, you're a, you're a former band guy. I'm a band guy. Yeah. I'm a Disney music guy. I'm a Disneyland history guy. Like, I just I was like, this really stinks. But as is the case with most things on twitter uh we got a bit more information so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the band actually still does exist the disneyland band i heard them this week okay um well so let me back up for a second could you play number 4 please yes <laughs> So I, I don't know that they normally get that kind of hooting and hollering, but that <laughs> is a montage from the very last performance of um. the original Disneyland band on July 16th, 2015. Um, so the Disneyland band didn't really go away. They were reimagined and premiered with a new look and sound on July 17th, 2015, the next day. Also, the park's <laughs> 60th anniversary. Oh, OK. Number five. I get it. I get it. Sounded, sounded very Star Trek-y. It's Soren. Yeah, it was Soren. It Sorin? Yeah. Exactly. So the new band, um, it is different cast members. The original band members were given the opportunity to audition to go into this new higher energy band. And if you've seen the new Disneyland band, they do a bit of choreography. There's a bit more audience interaction. And they're working in some of these new tracks, like the Soren soundtrack. I walked into Disneyland on Sunday. I was like, "Oh my god, they're playing Soren!" Like this. is crazy. <laughs> um, So, I think it's kind of a good thing. And from what I understand, and this is, I, I, I read this, but I don't, I don't, I wasn't able to verify it. That the, those band members who were given the opportunity to audition weren't fired; they were just reassigned to other areas of the park. So there are other places that they can play. So that. Uh, Quelled my uh, my inner anger about this, (laughs) and I like the what they've done with it. I love that they're playing Soren, and they still play the classics, but they're working in some new stuff. So that is my history of the Disneyland band. I would like to give special thanks to Maxwell Glick. Who has a great YouTube channel and let me use parts of his recording from the very last day? You can find him on YouTube at Mr. Cheesy Pop with a Z and on Twitter at Maxwell Glick. <laughs> He'd fit right in with us yeah. with a Z and stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, he changed it just so it would make sense on the show. You know,
0: I knew he <laughs> I, I had a feeling that somebody would do that eventually. <laughs> awesome stuff. Oh, there you have it.
1: That's a really cool. Thank you.
0: Now, that was a good one, too. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, do you know if any of the original members made it into the new band?
5: Um, I don't know. Um, But what I will say is the original members, none of them was there. Like, the longest that they had been in was 40 years. No one from July, you know, 1955 was still alive in, Mm -hmm. in the current band. So they were... They were legacy guys, but they weren't necessarily the originals because I don't know that that you'd have to have some life expectancy. (laughs) You were
1: 12 when you joined
5: it. (laughs) Um, But I I don't know if any of those original guys did re-audition, if they were accepted. I don't know.
1: They were getting up there. Probably took it as a nice retirement.
5: Hopefully. Hopefully hopefully they're still being able to to provide some entertainment. You know, I, I think that'd be such a cool job, man, to like,
0: you know, you're, you've been playing music at clearly a high level mm-hmm. for a long chunk of your life. What better, yeah. I mean, you spend the day in the park putting on, you know, four or five shows or whatever. That'd be fun. Be yeah, yeah. That'd be super fun.
5: Yeah. It's got to be awesome. Yeah, right? I mean, And your your interaction with the crowd is limited. It's not like you're taking tickets or, you know, whatever Dude, they do. I don't right? know. right? And you're
0: in a costume, and you got
5: to deal with all that stuff. No, you're walking around drumming, and then you could just you start
0: walking, and you're out. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All right, Jeremy. Thanks, dude. I appreciate
5: it. I appreciate Thank it you. very much. I can't wait to hear the rest of the show. I'm so excited. No, <laughs> me me either. Us too. Yeah. All right, man. All right. We'll talk, talk to, to you later. later. Bye. Welcome to
2: the splendor, the spectacle, the sparkling sensation the sparkling of sparkling the romance, sensation. the comedy, and the thrill. Disney fantasies come to electric life.
0: Sounds like Emo Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Disneyland band <laughs> is amazing. That uh, that voiceover right there. I love Jeremy. That guy's awesome. Yeah, know, he's right? very
1: cool. Isn't he a good dude? I can't wait to meet him someday.
0: I know, and it's like we never will, I feel. <laughs> Our ships will always pass in the night.
1: I, I hope one day we, we-
0: I do too. It'd get be cool to too. to hang on the park with that guy.
2: Totally, yeah, I think so
0: too. You know, and just run around and just. I feel like be he's part weird. of the show
1: now. We just don't know him.
0: That's true. No, he is part of the show. That's no, I,
1: but are. I mean, like I feel like I don't know. He's one of I feel us. Like he's one of us.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weirdo. I'm gonna invite
0: him to my birthday.
1: <laughs> wow, birthday? that's that's the sign right there. <laughs> <He> is, right. <laughs> when you get invited to the birthday, shoot.
0: Well, Jeremy, you know, you're in luck. Uh, uh, you you may actually be invited to be one of Terrence's new kids, you know, godfathers.
2: So. No,
3: no, because we have
0: no more kids on the way. So we're good. Well, yes. Stop! Oh, I don't
3: believe that. Stop. I don't believe that. Stop.
1: It's just every time you've said this, it's, inevitably there's like another kid. No, I'm
3: sorry. Stop is what I was saying to myself.
1: Stop.
0: Oh, oh okay. Stop. Got it. Got it. I wasn't entirely gotcha. sure. Wasn't entirely sure. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, we're gonna get Kyle on the phone here, and let's. It's time to to dial up the show, man. I'm excited about this. Uh, Kyle seems like a smart dude, and uh, you know, and like that. Kyle, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. All right, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? perfect thanks for joining us this is going to be uh this is going to be a good show i have a good vibe about this i have a good feeling um
6: i don't know i'm terrible on voice i mean i don't know why you would ever pick me to be a guest
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh well because you the your, your check cleared so oh, okay. okay yeah i mean
6: I'm, i hope that money's going somewhere good oh yeah so.
0: well look i got a I, my my down payment for my tesla so oh,
6: perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect podcasting keep talking about it you need to finally get it i know right
0: podcasting is such a lucrative business to get into
6: exactly i mean you just bribe people and they pay you to be on your show I yeah mean, that's how it works right
0: yes yes the the golden microphone i'm speaking into now is paid for by jeremy from spectra radio so. <laughs>
6: wait i thought i paid for the segment
0: uh well well look, we split it that's how advertising uh, works, man. That's how <laughs> right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> No, in all seriousness, man, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um and uh yeah, so anybody listening live on um on the live stream, if you have any questions, Taryn, if you wouldn't mind I got it. trying to help me out or maybe whoever's in, in the chat, I'm in <laughs> I'm there too, gone. but I may be uh you know, not paying attention. So if you guys have any questions for Kyle, Kyle, you're up for answering any questions that come through? Yeah, I probably should have cleared that with you first before, no, you're, you're good. No before throwing out. OK, so let's get into it, man. You are you were an Imagineer. You're no longer an Imagineer at Disney. Yep. And you correct. were on the engineering side.
6: Yeah, I was on the uh, land and development engineering
0: side. Land and development. OK, so you were an engineer, Imagineer. Yep. That's not confusing. Well, it's
6: imagination and engineer.
0: Ah, smashed yeah.
6: together to make one word, which well, is imagine here.
0: Imagineer. Yep. How long were you doing that gig for? Uh, about a year and a half okay and how do you know so this is uh, well here see and i'm still confused because we talked before the show about how this is going to go and i still (laughs) i still don't know the best way to lay out the the interview man because i want to learn about being an imagineer but i want to learn about what you've done so maybe can you just kind of run through really briefly what you've what you've done and maybe we'll cherry pick some of those things to chat about and just kind of keep it really informal and, and and amazing like this
6: Yeah, so um, 90% of the time that I spent working at Imagineering, I was uh, working on Shanghai Disneyland Resort. Okay. So I was helping develop what's called grading plans and site development plans. And what that means is we came in, or my team basically developed uh, how the park is actually sloped to make sure that everything drains and that your sight lines all match up and that your buildings are placed at the right elevation. And then we also made sure that all of the utilities run properly through the park so that water can get to this building, power can get to that building, et cetera, et cetera. So we handled all the infrastructure and the stuff you never notice or appreciate except when it goes wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, when there's a flood or something doesn't drain. Exactly. Right. Like, exactly. whose problem is this? The guy is no longer even on the project. Well, that's cool. So you're, you're pretty much the, the, the first boots on the ground, I would, I would guess, and as far as like the construction goes, right?
6: Yeah, we uh we had teams there actually monitoring the construction throughout the whole process. So
0: That's really cool. How how yeah. was dealing with that? I would imagine with uh I don't want to say the language barrier cuz that's assuming that you didn't have a uh that nobody spoke English and you guys were just kind of like you know, drawing hieroglyphs out on, on paper, but like, was 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 there any sort of like complications with that regard? Like, uh, you know, because we did a show once, right, where uh, a Disney news segment where there was the translation errors, or not translation errors, but the uh, the, the the translation of the names on certain rides didn't didn't match up, right? Did yeah. you did you run into any of that during the construction? I would imagine that our 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 vernacular for certain construction is not the same as it is in other parts of the world no
6: totally um we do things totally different than china does in some ways and because of that things never match up and when you when you say you're a translator you know you, most people translate just general english and what they're talking about but we needed people who could translate engineering jargon and oh, a geez. lot of people would say that they're that type of translator but they didn't know that specific jargon so it would make things really complicated and you know there's some people who can speak and then there's other people who can read and write and it. There was tons of miscommunications across the board throughout the whole entire project. But we got it all together and in line uh, with some hard work and some dedicated people.
0: How long were you working on the plans for that before the ground was even broken? Years.
6: Really? Years upon years upon years, yeah.
0: So this has been in the work for a long Wow. I can't even imagine. I mean, that—that's. I don't know. I I get weird about you know being under pressure, like with things that I I have a lot of responsibility for, which is why I I talk on the radio because no one really cares. Uh, But that would that would freak me out a lot, man. Uh, But I guess you you you've been through a lot of schooling for this, so you're you know you're kind of (laughs) qualified. Well, it helps
6: that we break it up into portions. So like we do different pieces at a time and make those individual submittals and stuff like that so that we can stay on schedule. I mean, not that they did, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably inherent in any any, uh, construction thing, right? I mean...
6: Yeah, I mean, a lot of projects slip. Uh, This, uh, Disney, China does things a lot differently than the U.S. does. And because of that, Disney ran into a lot of things that they weren't expecting. Like, I remember when we were at the very beginning, we were trying to pick out a type of manhole, which is... You know, the, those drainage inlets that you see everywhere, uh, you know, for, for drainage. And we were trying to pick one out. And China was handing us these specs, and we were looking at it. And we asked the lady to translate what the rebar was because it looked like it was way too close. And she said it was bamboo. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they built things with they build things with bamboo back there all the time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't fly for the type of loads and stuff that we were looking for, you know, the weight that we wanted to put on it. You know, those parade floats are heavy. So we had to make them switch it to rebar, and then none of the contractors wanted to do it. And it was back and forth discussions until finally we found someone who could be free. So.
0: <laughs> I, I can't imagine that anything would fill me with less confidence than walking through the park and seeing a structure held up with bamboo. Totally. <laughs> like, if I saw that, I, I guess I would just assume that it's, a, it's a, 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 you know, some plussing, right? Where it's just, there's actually rebar underneath it, but it's right. just coated around, and so it makes it look cute and whatever, yeah. right?
4: I, I would be terrified. To find out that it was actually bamboo. <laughs> I'm actually, I am terrified yeah. of many structures in China right now.
0: Well, don't go. Cancel your trip. No, okay, done. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs>
4: Oh, Becky has
1: a question about, uh, that goes along with this line of uh, speaking. Yeah. Um, do the parks in other countries get built to U.S. standards or the country that they're being built in standards?
0: Good question.
6: That's a great question. Uh, for insurance purposes? Uh, The parks are built to U.S. standards unless the country standards exceed the U.S. design standards. Which never (laughs) happens. Right. No, it it happens a lot. No,
0: no. Surprised. Yeah, actually, I probably wouldn't.
6: (laughs) It's different focuses, you know, like um, in the U.S., we might not have as much rain as we do in China, you know, or things might not be as wet. So because of that, you need different design parameters built in.
0: Ah, yeah, Makes sense. And now, do you have to keep up with all that, or when you or is that part of your research package? When you, when you, when they go, hey, Kyle, we're going to build a park in China, and then you have to come up with all that kind of stuff.
6: Uh, luckily, I did not. I know there's great people who did, um, but a lot of it's also just communication. You know, whenever Disney built the plans and we, we went through the plan, they were reviewed by China, and okay. there were representatives there from their best engineering firms, making sure that everything was up to their code as well
0: as our code. Okay, I think it's fascinating to me. I don't know why. I don't know why it is, but like you know, two companies coming together in a foreign nation, mm-hmm. building a thing that's sort of like what we have here. Um, have more than two. There was a ton of hands involved in this project. Yeah, so. I guess so. Yeah. Wow, what a huge undertaking, man. Yeah. Did you get to? you well, I imagine you got to go over there.
6: Um, I haven't been able to go over there since the park's been built. So okay. I'm looking forward to doing that someday soon, though.
0: But you, you were over there during the construction and all that kind of stuff?
6: Yeah, I actually was. Not no. for work. Um, I went over there for other reasons. <laughs> okay. But uh, I did get a chance to stop by the site.
0: And was it... Uh, did you approve? Did it meet with your approval over there?
6: <laughs> <laughs> or for you like, that is not on the plans? You know, to be completely honest, I spend most of my time in the office. And a lot of what goes on the construction sites, like I can tell what's going on a lot more. But inspecting individual elements is beyond me and I'm not good enough. And I, uh, you know, I'll look at, I'll look at the photos of the Star Wars land construction right now. I'll be like, yep, they're putting up walls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I know what that is.
6: Yep. <laughs> and that's about it. That's uh, all I can tell.
0: <laughs> how they doing with that Star Wars land over there? Doing all right.
6: Uh, I actually know nothing about that. Oh, so, you know, as much as I know,
0: I don't know anything. I know. I know that it's going to be one. <laughs> Yeah, supposedly. I mean,
6: supposedly <laughs> that new planet, whatever that is. And for all we know, that could be Mickey Town. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's get into what kind of schooling and stuff. Like, How, how, do, how does one become an Imagineer? Um, let's start with that, man. Well, let's let's pretend Terrence wanted to do that.
6: Okay, well, the first thing I'd tell him is uh, stop thinking you want to be an Imagineer. And I, before you freak out, I don't. <laughs> mean that in like, you're not going to be able to do it because you can do it and I believe in you, but (laughs) thanks, Kyle. yeah, but you've got to stop thinking that that's what you want to do. Instead, you got to be thinking about what you actually want to do for Imagineering. So it's important to discover what you enjoy doing and why you like to do it and how you can do it for them. So, you know, if you want to be an architect, they have architects, they have designers, they have engineers, they have people who build models of things all day. Uh, they have people who do art design. You know, they have tons of different people and you just have to first figure out what you want to do.
1: Hmm.
6: Yeah, a lot of people skip that step, believe it or not.
1: <laughs> just generally want to be an Imagineer.
6: Yeah, and then they like go to school and they and like they study something and they realize they don't enjoy it and they get to Imagineering and it, or they don't even get to Imagineering because it, it comes out during the interview if you don't have a passion for what you do. Hmm. So you need to have a passion for what you do. For, you know, that's for the really specific
0: important. for the specific focal point of, of your of your efforts.
6: Yeah. I mean you need to be the best at what you do. So it's so like I love
0: don't... I love building props. That's my thing. That's what I do on the weekends. I do it for like my kids' parties and cosplay and all that kind of stuff. That gets you a lot farther than I don't know, I just like having fun. <laughs>
6: yeah, exactly. Honestly. So,
0: so So if you go into the interview and say for
3: instance you're someone who likes to build props. Would you say, "Hey, I like to build props and bring some props in," or do you have to have some kind of idea of what you would like to do for the, you know, within the park itself? As far as this is like a like a like a green belt project. If you're you know if you're uh, Six Sigma, this is what I think needs to be improved. This is what I think needs to change within the park. Oh,
0: don't worry about it. Hang on a second. (laughs) What in the world just happened? I don't know. (laughs) Things are happening. (laughs) Kyle, hang on.
3: So, like, <laughs> no. so like, like I'm saying, do you have to uh, bring in something so they can actually see what you would like to do within the parks as far as what your idea is to do within the parks?
6: I mean, I know prop people and they probably would do that anyway. But the okay. answer to your question is no. Okay. I mean, um, they're not looking for people who, again, they're looking for people who are passionate in what they do. Oh, my not God. Not necessarily what they can provide for
0: Disney. Hi, I'm... <laughs> You know what I hate more than anything is <laughs> when I'm trying to ask a question and you're playing music in the background, and I'm yeah, surfing so uh, YouTube. No, man, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get Disney news together, and and these friggin' videos just autoplay. Yeah, yeah, and it just it, it Sorry, I apologize, Kyle. That's totally rude, but uh, I'm pretty trying pretty to multitask at rude. the same I'm just time. Hang up right I think now. you should. He <laughs> I I gone. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, please.
6: Um, but you know, like doing things outside of. Outside of it, like doing models on the side and communicating that, that's huge. And that's, that's something that uh, that they're really going to see. And they want to make sure that you're just passionate in what you're doing. So you should definitely do that. And you should bring them in if you can, if it's something like that. But, I mean, if you're in that position, you probably already know that, to be honest.
3: <laughs> so do you, do, you see, do you find that most Imagineers are imaginative? Or are most Imagineers just really good at doing the same thing over and over again?
6: Uh, I'd, say, I'd say, you know, neither. Uh, Imagineering is really eclectic in the type of people that they hire. And okay. it's just people, again, who are passionate. So some of them, like a lot of engineers are really good at doing the same thing over and over again. And there's definitely those types of people there. But there's the creative people, too, who do different things every day and don't even have a set schedule, really, because they're jumping from project to project, item to item, doing something really interesting and weird. Okay. So.
0: Yeah. So I, I saw in, in, in your outline that you sent over uh, one of the things you said. Think about what you want to do for Imagineering, and one of them is come up with land ideas. How many jobs are there doing that? Because I think that's what I would want to do. And how, <laughs> how, you know, it's like how do you? And you may not know the answer to this. but may, may be totally out of the scope of what you what you uh, you know are are dealing with. But how does that happen? I imagine. I imagine. Let me see if I'm just... I just want to be smart for a second. I'm <laughs> a I Mac mean, I Imagineer. Um, that it's... it. You just kind of take somebody with a well-rounded set of disciplines to be able to like be in charge of this land, like a Tony Baxter or something like that.
6: Well, Tony Baxter... Came, people like Tony Baxter, those portfolio managers that you're kind of talking about, mm-hmm. those people have come up in the ranks and they've had a passion and they've been there for years and they've done great work and they've demonstrated that they've been in a lot of positions. You know, when you start if you're a create, so the people who come up with land ideas, they're called the creative team. And when you start in the creative team, you actually get to do a lot of things, but they're very, very small. Like I had a friend who was in creative and when she got started, um, she was working on the new fantasy land in, uh, Disney world. And she was working on bells ca- or the beast castle. And they were doing, you I forget which room it is. I think it's the, uh, I think it's the library room in the West Wing, but there's a painting on the wall of, you know what, it must be the East Wing. But there's a painting on the wall of Belle and the Beast, and they had to come up with what the painting would be. And I remember her telling me that they had days of arguments (laughs) on whether it could be in the summer or it had to be in the winter because the Beast was never together with Belle in the summer but they wanted to show the beast and bell together. Oh. But they were never together in summer. So it wouldn't be canon. Oh my God. You know, so.
4: Oh, wow. Oh, because he's yeah. in beast form in the photo, not. Uh,
0: it's yeah. beast mode.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. He's, he's going full beast mode uh, in the portrait. Okay. I, wow.
0: But, and, and, and th- those are the kind of arguments that I would, I would love. Oh, yeah. No, that is mean, so much exciting. fun, right? Yeah. And
6: honestly, anyone in Imagineering can kind of get a touch of that type of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have design competitions on house. And they do these blue sky meetings, which I'm sure you guys have heard of, that everyone can get involved in. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and the the blue sky is just for the people who don't know, right? Uh, What is the blue sky thing?
6: Um, Basically, you're locked in a room, and you're given a task. And it's a very broad task. And it could be like come up with a new ride for uh, Star Wars Land. And you spend set X hours coming up with an idea. And the sky's the limit, as they like to say. Okay. So that's why it's called a blue sky meeting. Okay. So you don't have to stay grounded. You can just do things. If it doesn't work, they put it in a drawer somewhere, and they come back to it someday. Hopefully, because there's a lot of ideas be in the drawer.
4: Even saying it can always just be evolved into something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's good for a, a Different cartoon German, or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Who knows. So, yeah, have, exactly.
1: have you been part of these meetings, the the blue sky?
6: Yeah, I did a couple. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did some stuff with the uh, Magic Band, actually. Oh. So, yeah. uh, uh, huh. uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Good question.
3: Yeah, go on. I heard Magic Band.
6: Uh, well, you know, like the Magic Band is a new tech still. And even though they spent $3 trillion building all the Magic Band stuff, uh, they haven't done it all yet. And <laughs> there's a lot of things that you can use that technology for that they're trying to still do. So they're. There was a design competition at one point, actually, where they wanted people to assemble in teams and uh, come up with ideas for uh, the use of the magic band that they haven't thought of yet. And I was on one of those teams. And you, I know you want to hear the
0: idea. Don't yes, you? I yeah, do. Sure do. I Showed know down. you do, don't you? <laughs> but you can't. T- you can't tell us. Oh, I can't. I'm sorry. Oh man. Oh, that's all right.
6: That's all right. No, I can tell you. I'm kidding. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> so the idea. It actually isn't my idea that one. I, can, I, I can't tell you mine, um, but I can tell you another. Um, so you're at the park, and you're six or seven, and you're visiting, or you're an adult, and you're visiting one of the princesses, like one of the live princesses, right? And let's say you're at Florida, and you're staying in one of the hotels. Well, that night, when you get back to your room, there'll be a handwritten letter on your oh bed. Oh, my God. From oh. the princess.
0: That's amazing.
6: With your photo in it. Because they had your magic band and all that information's in there and they can link it all together. That's fantastic.
1: That's insane.
6: That's That's an idea that somebody that won the design competition and it's something that they're trying to bring to the park someday still. Oh my
0: God.
1: That would be so cool. It's
6: a great
0: idea. You should get some college kids, some interns, handwriting letters, but a handwriting (laughs) form.
1: That's that's Disney magic.
6: Yeah. Handwriting, we'll see if they actually end up doing that.
2: The rest of
4: it, yeah. I hope they do. That's so that's nice. really good idea.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea, man.
4: Should
2: write it in cursive. None of the kids will know how to read it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, right, what is this? Why is it written in Yugoslavian? Uh, okay, so so we we figured out what we want to do. Okay, either come up with land ideas, design props, be an engineer, or yeah. anything like that. Then what?
6: Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you the obvious. Go to school. Okay. Pre- prep yourself to be the best in your field. I'm Pre- out already. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, and then uh, go again, you know, take those extra, take extra classes, you know, do whatever you can to keep doing it and be passionate and never stop doing it. So if you leave school and you can't get the job with Imagineering right away, you just keep working on it. So while you're doing that, right, um, you need to start applying and you need to start applying for jobs in Imagineering whenever you're in campus. And it's actually really easy to apply for jobs in Imagineering. You actually go to the Disney careers website and they'll say that they're for Imagineering and you can click on a box and just say, I want Imagineering jobs and they'll list all the openings that they have right now. And you should wow. just start applying for the ones that you're qualified for. Even if you're not totally qualified, but it's like in your realm, you should apply and you should keep applying.
0: Like, what, and, like I'm sorry, cut you off. What do you mean no. if it's not in your realm? Cause I think that that's important. Uh, how, how, uh, how gray area can you get with stuff like that? <laughs>
6: Uh, well, I mean, if again, if you're pa- here's the way I would I would make the rule of thumb is if you're passionate about it, if you know something about it, if you can communicate and you can communicate it, uh, then it's still within your realm. Okay, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so, like, if you're like a prop designer, let's say I don't know why I keep going back to props. I think because I just I uh, like the word prop. Um, and then you want to be maybe there's a job in like i don't know uh, the painting or, or character design or something like that. maybe you yeah. can combine those two because you're still designing and constructing something. yeah, I mean you can okay. showcase
6: the characters that you 've done with your props and you can talk about the depth of them because I mean you just you just can talk about what you like doing about it so
0: okay you know, as long as,
6: as long as you can do that, I think that you're good so.
0: Are they pretty uh, lenient as far as kind of what you know in that certain industry? So, like, let's say in that example, you want to you're more of a prop guy, but they're looking for there's a job in like character creation. Let's just pretend that that's a job. Um, Will they go? Okay, hey, look, this guy has a a, a lot of drive. He has a lot of passion. He has a lot of good ideas. Uh, They don't really fit for character design, but we can bring him in and kind of put him on the team, and, and he can kind of learn that way. If
6: you're young and in college, yes. If you're, you know, forty and have a degree and have experience behind you, no.
0: But oh, okay,
6: yeah. I mean, if you, you know, you'll outprice yourself for the job basically without trying. Mm -hmm. So
0: oh, so they would? They look at your age and what you want. for a paycheck and be like, yeah, it's too much for, for the work we have to put in to train you for that position.
6: No, it's not so much that it's more so like they can't mold you, you know, you're going to be, yeah. you're going to be retired by the time you're like fully grown into that position type thing.
0: I see. Okay. So, wow. You, so you really do have to start in college.
6: Yeah. I mean, I, and you'll, when I talk about a, something later, you'll see why you have to start in college. And it's, I'm not saying you can't get in there if you don't, because yeah. you definitely can Yeah. but it helps a lot. It, puts you ahead of the game
2: so okay
1: and that's that's not uh that's not just disney that's that's a lot of these major companies too that are kind of harder to get into um that's why, you know, these kids should do these internships. I never did, and I regret it.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's what I mean, you
1: do. You do those, and you, you meet people, and you do that that stuff, and I think that that really helps you along the
2: way.
6: Well, I know there's no, a- I, I, I If you don't mind, I really agree because, I mean, it, no matter what job you're going for, you should, you should really address it with this setup because all companies are looking for people like this. It's not just Disney. Disney's not looking for anything special. So it's the same thing everyone's looking for.
0: I mean, what do you think about this movement of, of you don't need college? College is too expensive, and f- for the amount of time it's going to take you to pay off your student loans, you could be getting a, a different job and, and be sort of debt-free, uh, all that kind of stuff. What do, what do you think about that?
6: Do the math. Most yeah. of the time, if you, if you do that, you'll pay off college and end up with more money in your life still anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong, college debt is way too high and all that stuff and I'm not gonna get political about it, but you know, <laughs> go to college, get an education. Why deprive yourself of that? Just have your luxury of knowing something. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, and I mean especially if, if you wanna do if you wanna do these kind of higher level positions and right i mean they're not going to hire you at disneyland or disney rather um a billion dollar company multi multi, multiple times over that uh that they're trying to bring they're trying to increase that revenue they're not going to put they're not going to trust a project in the hands of someone who they don't know if they can complete four years of school or not
6: yeah and i'll tell you something that uh they probably won't like me telling you but if you work in the park that doesn't look good on your resume (laughs) interesting (laughs) really it used to back in Tony Baxter's day, yeah. but nowadays it's like, well, what else could you have been doing uh, that fits your career? Huh. Wow. That's interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. Unless it That's fits, weird. you know, it could fit, you know, there's certain management jobs that could, that could fit, but
0: okay. you know, for most
6: jobs, it doesn't help.
0: Like if I want to design the perfect churro, I should be selling churros.
6: <laughs> I wouldn't say you should be selling churros.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: You should be practicing making churros.
0: Okay. Yeah. You probably <laughs> That's interesting. And I would have Somewhere
4: totally. Other than Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would have totally thought that, uh, that getting a, a job in the company anywhere would be preferable to not getting a job in the company and trying to get what you want. Does
2: that you make know, sense? It,
0: Does that make, is that dumb to say? Does that make sense? No, I
6: mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, you would think. I mean, you hear these stories too, like Tony Baxter, who worked at a hot dog stand and got picked up that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, again, they're looking for people who are passionate. And if you're so passionate, what are you doing? Spending eight hours a day selling hot dogs,
0: Right. You know? <laughs> smelling like hot dogs.
6: You did, Why not take the unpaid internship for three months and then get a real job after that at the creative design at Apple or something? You know mm-hmm. what
0: I mean? Wow. So
1: yeah, they want to see they want to see you working toward a, a specific goal. It sounds like exactly
0: exactly. It's what important. about uh, – let's talk a little bit about what you can do on your free time. So we, we've covered the college. Let's say you're still going to school. You want to be the best in your field. You're, you're taking any extra classes. Uh, anything else that we can do to kind of pad our resume to make us look better for the Imagineering folks?
6: So there's something really cool that uh, Disney has. Um, and it's actually the number one way that you can actually get in the company. And it's a competition called Imaginations. And it's a design competition held once a year through Imagineering where um, in the past it's been open form, where you just come up with something, you submit it, and if you win, you get to go to Imagineering. But um, nowadays they give you like uh, design something that's themed to the moon, design a restaurant, design a new tech. You know, they give you something specific. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is you can actually enter this competition and work on an entry for this competition because that's actually their number one way nowadays for hiring new Imagineers, too. So it's a very, very, very cool thing. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's all team-based. So you got to know people who know who want to do this type of thing, too. But, you know, great minds think alike, right? So The
0: Ears Up podcast team. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody enter it, or is it just people who are smart?
2: Yeah. Um, you, between the four of us, there's one <laughs>
6: You need to be either a college student or a member of certain accredited art institutes.
0: <laughs> Neither of which are either of us.
4: Disney Moms Club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Disney Moms panel. Yeah, man. We, we, Terrence and I applied for the Disney Moms panel today.
6: I know. I was listening to the uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, um, I wish you guys luck with that. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: I appreciate I'm, it.
6: I, yeah. I, I, otherly instincts really come out.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really do. I want to protect everybody. <laughs> So the Im- imaginations. Okay, so actually, wait one sec. Yes. Going back to that, can yeah.
6: you stop telling people about the Sonoma Terrace? I know, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> right? it's so small, and when people start figuring out that they can go there instead of the co Bar. It's not going to be fun anymore. That is true. <laughs> I know. It, it,
0: back, <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, uh, my ego is telling me that I, that we are the reason why Carthay Circle is super popular now. Uh,
6: totally. Because I, I swear to God, you. when that I know right <laughs>
0: just, when that <laughs> thing was built, nobody was in it. We would go. And in, now there's a line. Every, oh my on. God! I know right.
6: I'm like, what happened?
0: I went back like after three months. I'm like, what? Why am I waiting
6: outside? What do you mean I can't go in?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was so I felt like uh, you know that story i think it was last year at the oscars or the grammys or whatever maybe it was this year paul mccartney got denied into a vip party <laughs> okay. and 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 they were like no i'm sorry you can't go in and he's like how much more vip do you need to get then paul you know what i mean like he said it to the anyway that's how i felt uh, when the, at first when i found out that there was a line now for Carthay, where it's like, I'm just I'm just walking in like I'm Paul McCartney. And they go, no, no, sorry. All these people are in front of you. And I'm like, whoa, I, yeah. I built I this made- place. <laughs> yeah, right. I can break you. I don't know. I don't really think that, but it, it is kind of weird. The more we started talking about it, well, look, and and you know, Mouse Brew was the one who told us about the Cinematheque because honestly, I would never have even known about it. Because, yeah, I did not
1: know it was there.
0: Because, in my opinion, that whole stretch of DCA between Cars Land and like um, you know Little Mermaid Land, uh, just it doesn't exist. There's oh, it's a, it's, it's a, a rest, it's a restaurant. Okay, yeah. fine. Never gonna eat there. <laughs> never cared. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. Now we got uh, – looking at my thing here. Oh, we got some questions. Let's take some questions. Let's break and take some questions here. Oh, we uh, had
1: one that, uh, that just came through that has to do with what we're talking about. Okay, go ahead. Uh, would an internship look better than the Disney College program?
0: Good you... question.
6: Oh, that's a great question, and I honestly don't have a good answer for that. I think it depends mainly on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if your Disney College program is in the field that you're really trying to get into, um, then I say go for it. Um, but otherwise I'd go for an internship.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey in the chat says, uh, what types of engineering disciplines are employed at the parks? Everything, everything,
6: (laughs) everything.
0: How many are there? Like what? I don't even really, I'm not not very smart. (laughs)
6: Okay. Uh, I mean, the only one I could probably rule out is nuclear engineer, but they still probably have a (laughs) use for you somewhere. Um, there's, uh, gosh. There's aeronautical engineers, nuclear, mechanical, uh, civil, structural, uh, electrical, communications, software. I can keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like uh, they kind of don't really discriminate as far as uh, as far as brains go.
6: Yeah, I'll tell you uh, at Imagineering, there's basically four teams. Um, there is the creative team who come up with everything. There's the uh, ride team, which are the engineers and the creative people who actually design the rides. There is the land and development team, which does the layout of the parks, and they do uh, all the outside architecture. And then there is the management team, and they basically run Imagineering and the parks. And I, they don't really run the parks because obviously there's the local things, but they they handle everything. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then Jeffrey uh, follows up. He says, do you have to be imaginative to be an Imagineer? It sounds like the department is a mix of engineers and artistic types. Is totally. that correct?
6: You do not have to be imaginative to be to be an Imagineer. You have to be imaginative if your job's to be imaginative. Yeah. That's why you need to you know choose the job that you look for.
0: Okay. So if you're better at, at, at fitting within a box, like following directions, saying, hey, make this – you know, make this berm so we don't break line of sight, and we can still have a show building here and do the thing. And you're like, I'm totally on it. That's fine. But if they go, hey, design, um, design a, a, a prop. Uh, here we go with the props again. You know that that functions. there you know, have these two levers like that. Maybe not so much.
6: Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of engineers there who were who were literally just I won't say eight to five, but they were they were <laughs> head in their paper doing their design, and that's really all there was to them and there were a lot of engineers there who were people people who wanted to go out talk to everyone uh get involved in different aspects of the company uh and get really imaginative so you can be either way if it fits your job okay you you can't be a creative person without having an imagination though so
0: (laughs) that's true that's true um here's another one any unusual competencies or values that disney looks for that differs from other engineering companies That's a complicated question. That's a good question. That's a very good question.
6: I mean, honestly, uh, as an engineer, uh, personality, I think, is a huge thing. You know, they don't want to hire a drone, and a lot of engineering companies want drones. I hate to say it. Okay. You know, people who can produce. Um, They want people who can produce and can have fun doing it and can click with their different departments. There's a lot of uh, communication and Imagineering that you don't get at other places excuse me, other places, because every team is there. So, like, as an engineer today, I don't work with any other uh, disciplines directly. They're all Mm. different companies. But when I was there, I could walk two cubes down and talk to the landscape architect. I could walk two cubes in the other direction and talk to the actual architect. And me having personal relationships with them and being able to understand things from their point of view and talking to them and stuff like that was a huge benefit to my job. And it made me way more successful for them. what's
0: the so. what, what what's the, the difference in personality types within that same uh, discipline does that, does that change? you know because as, oh, yeah. as, as you get as you, as you, you grow your team and you, you, you get to work at a especially a place like this, I would imagine there's tons of different personality types and you have to be successful communicating with each with the, with the introvert and the extrovert and the guy who's really irritating and mm-hmm. what all that kind of stuff.
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean big companies are like high schools you know you gotta you gotta navigate the high school uh lunch ground just like you <laughs> yeah. have to navigate the cube the sea of cubicles
0: you okay know? all right so you, so. you can't be uh, you can't easily uh get irritated at your fellow coworkers because <laughs> that would be me i yes. wear my heart on my sleeve i wear my emotions on my sleeve and uh i just uh i i can't i can't i can't hide that i'm very bad at hiding that but it sounds like i wouldn't be very successful <laughs>
6: Well, I mean, if you're really good at your job, you know, you'll yeah. be good, but it, it just helps. You know, I'm, I'm trying to tell you everything that could help. Everyone can have a quirk, everyone has a quirk. So, yeah, well, I mean, don't discount yourself just because of your quirk.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, look at Kim Irvine. She destroyed Club 33 and she still has a job there. Oh, Wow. wow. Burn. Wow,
2: sorry. Nobody in this room will ever get a job at you just ruined it for everyone. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Withdraw your applications. Uh, I had to. It was funny. Um, okay, so uh, we have... Let's talk about the job application process, if, if, yeah. if you want to talk about that. Uh, so we have our degree. We've graduated college. Uh, how do we start getting... We, we, we apply at the, the Disney Jobs uh, site, uh, what you're saying, right?
6: Yeah, so I mentioned the site and I mentioned imagination. So those are yeah. two things that you can do. Yeah. Now, hopefully through that, you'll be able to like figure out – you'll get contacted by someone usually. Um, they don't usually just have the system or there will be the name of the person or like a job number um, that you can – you'll have some sort of information. Um, from there, you need to figure out who, you, who the HR rep for that job is. And this is a technique that uh, a lot of people don't like to do. But you basically need to cold call this HR rep and get in their face. So whether that oh, is really? cold call yeah, I mean you need to do it. Like you find them to... in the
0: parking lot and No no, no you don't right.
6: don't stop. Okay. Keep it keep Sorry. it professional. But you know, call them up, send them emails, send them voice messages, talk to them regularly. You know, try to talk to them regularly.
0: Okay. Um, are they are they cool with that? I mean, do they expect that sort of thing?
6: Yeah, they expect that sort of thing. Now, okay. Emails, yes. I mean, don't call them like every day, but you <laughs> right. know, send them an email like once a month, once every 2 months. Even if there isn't a position open, just stay in contact with them and like let them know that you're still interested. This is what you've done to improve yourself since you've applied. Uh, this is what you 're currently doing, so on and so forth
0: because that 's so contrary to my personality where i, I mean I hate sales. i am am like the world 's worst salesperson because i I hate sales but i i 've been in sales a long time, so it 's very weird but like I would never do that I would never do that yeah, I mean uh, a lot of people wouldn't. i mean and and but I guess that 's uh, so what you 're saying is these people these reps or or you know h r reps or um Uh, recruiters or whatever that's what they're used to doing that's what they're used to dealing with and if you don't do it you're kind of not in the norm
6: well it's i mean jobs these days are are about who you know okay and if you don't know someone on to to get you an in to get your name put on top of that pile you need to do this you need to push yourself to get the name in and you can do it the other way too rather than calling the hr person you can actually go for and try and figure out who's the head of civil engineering at that you know place and try and call that person directly. I don't really recommend that because they're not looking forward to that and they don't want to be in communication with you usually. Yeah. But, um, the HR person, it's their job.
0: Honestly, and, and so there, because in my mind, the HR person will be like, okay, here's, here's Jason again. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to go, yo, yeah, that sounds great. And hang out the phone and not, and not <laughs> enter any, but do they have like a, and you may not know this. But do, do they have like a file where, you know, they're like, oh, okay, here's Jason checking. And let me update his information in the system uh, to the point where somebody can actually look at that. Or am I overthinking the whole thing?
6: No. Uh... <laughs> You're not overthinking it, but I'll tell you, they definitely do not have a file, and I can get into that story later. But, um, <laughs> but I'll tell you that what I know personally is I got a, a contact of an HR director for the land development group uh, when I was in college. And I emailed that person uh, about once a month and did exactly what I'm talking about. And after six months, uh, she finally responded for the first time wow. and said, thanks for the emails. I really appreciate that you keep sending these You know, there's nothing open right now, but we're happy that you're looking, keep working hard, you know? And then I kept emailing and kept doing it. And then she like never talked again, but then all of a sudden another HR person reached out to me and I spent maybe like four months emailing and talking to her. And we just made conversation as well in the emails because, you know, that's what you do. You be personable. Mm -hmm. And then eventually she helped me find, uh, she came to me with the opportunity. I didn't even come to her. Wow. So that's awesome. Yeah,
1: that's where a lot it, of the personality, I think, comes into it, too. Like you have to have a, a, a positive and happy sort of uh, confident personality, I think, to to get a job this way.
6: Yeah, yeah it's it's definitely a I mean, but this is the, this is what you need to do if you're looking for that single company. You know, if you're really going for that one job, you know, because there's millions of people in the world, but there's only that one position and you need to make sure that you're the best person in that position.
0: Yeah, and I guess there's only that one Disney. And if if your goal is to work at Disney, it's different than if you just want to work in theme parks. There's theme parks everywhere. Right.
6: Right. I'll I'll tell you, that was when I was in high school, that was it for me. I was like, I want to work for Disney. I want to be an Imagineer. And, you know, I'm telling you some of my lessons that I've learned and, and, you know, what I did that worked. So
2: cool.
0: That's crazy, man. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, Okay, let's let's do some more questions here real fast. What's the typical hiring process?
6: Uh, It's your standard fare. I mean, you get contacted by someone in HR if you're selected. Uh, You go through a round of interviews, maybe another round, maybe even another round. And then uh, once you're done, you uh, submit your information. They do a background check, and then you start your first day. Now, if you're going through Imaginations, it's a little bit different. In Imaginations, what they do is you get brought in. And you get to actually present uh, your design in front of the Imagineering team. And then they do breakout sessions where you get to meet some of the head people at Imagineering. You get to visit some of the departments and see what they do. They involve you in a blue sky session. They give you a tour of the park um, that's like an Imagineering tour. And then if they like you, they give you an offer too. Wow. Oh, wow.
2: Wow.
4: That sounds awesome and terrifying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very Willy Wonka. Yeah, it is, is very. You really know, you get that. a tour, and uh, if they like you, you own the company. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I don't think I've ever told this story before, but I had a, a, an interview at Disney once uh, several years ago for a social media position. Nice. Uh, yeah, and so you know, I applied on the Disney Careers website, and uh, I hadn't at that point. I the only interview I'd ever been on uh, had been on two. One for Thrifty. <laughs> The <laughs> drugstore, which is now Rite Aid, uh, and I got the job as ice cream scooper. that a yeah.
2: point. Yeah. black walnut. <laughs>
0: which <laughs> the best ice cream ever, black man. walnut with little... This is in Pleasanton. Then we didn't have black walnut. Chocolate we had malta black crunch. cherry, chocolate malted crunch, malta top crunch. seller, and yeah, it was great because I, would, I put the scoop on the on the cone, and then I would like hand it to the child, but like behind the sneeze guard. <laughs> And nine times out of ten, they would grab it and look so confused when their little hand hit the. Anyway, uh, he's terrible.
1: literally never changed. Never changed.
6: Um, I'm not going to get hired by Disney, <laughs>
0: right? Well, and then and then from there, I went to Starbucks and uh, totally aced that uh, that interview. But then I got a job at a homebrew shop for like 14 years. So it, long story short, story long, uh, I hadn't been on an interview in like 15, 16 years. So I just kind of forgot everything. Uh, I just was trying to be myself and. And uh, so I get the call, and I'm talking to the recruiter, and uh, I think things are going fine. I had my Disney shirt on, d- <laughs> my Disney mug, my Disneyland hat. Like I was like, I was ready for it. Dork. Here comes total dork. Here comes and and, and it's, it was one of those interviews, Kyle, where you know you blew it. Yeah, I know you are talking about. But you don't know until. After you've blown it.
2: <laughs> that
0: this was the this was the moment.
2: Is this is the kill shot. She
0: goes she goes, where do you see yourself in five years? And I go, I don't know, just you know, really doing something creative. <laughs> and then it was the silence. I'm and, not trying to laugh at you, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> fine. Don't even worry about it. I'm used to it. And uh and I'm like, and I'm smiling, and in my head I'm going, you suck. You wasted it. You blew it, and you can't get it back. And she goes, okay, well, we'll keep your information on file, and we'll let you know what's going on. And I followed up, nothing, nothing, never, never got back. And I'm like, that was it. And, I, and this, was, this was probably five years ago. Six years ago? At
6: the time.
1: It was a while ago, yeah. It was probably five.
0: Was it pre you?
1: No.
0: Okay, so it was probably five years ago. Um, I still think about it. It haunts me. So well, it's a good lesson to learn. It's a good lesson to learn, right? Be prepared because that and then and then uh you know, researching uh other or helping Taryn actually research other questions for interviews and stuff. That's what is on every every stupid interview, right? <laughs> is where do you see yeah. yourself in five years? The answer is not, I don't know, doing something creative.
3: The answer is also not in your job. That you don't say that to the person interviewing. No, they want
6: know. they want us to know what your passion is, and what your drive is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What's your ultimate end goal? Oh, God. Another thing that I just want to say, because it's topical, you mentioned you were wearing your Disney shirt, your Disney hat, had your Disney mug, all that stuff. Yeah. If you're applying for an Imagineering job, it's good to make sure that they know
0: that you like Disney. But don't go overboard. <laughs> I, will, I will say this was on the phone.
2: Don't be. Don't. Um, yeah, I agree. will say
0: this was this was a phone interview. That's fair. That's so true. I was, you know, I was I was good.
4: I don't know why in my brain, but I was picturing this as like a Skype interview.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, the Skype right. I'm like, well, that must be Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, just, uh, I'm just like,
0: you, hey. You think you blew it
4: with that question? You blew it as soon as it connected. Yeah. Well, I answered the phone in my
0: Mickey Mouse voice, just letting her know. Oh, <laughs>
6: Oh, you had to do the Donald. I mean, the Donald is the letter of the sellers, okay? Trust me,
0: I I did the Donald once I hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, Delaney in the chat uh, asked, what's your reasoning for becoming an engineer, Kyle? This is about you personally, um, and I like it.
6: So this is, again, remember I told you one of the lessons is know what you want to do for Imagineering and not what that you want to be an Imagineer.
0: Yeah,
6: uh, I did not get a good... Uh, Understand. I did not have in high school a good understanding of what the difference was between an architect, an engineer, and a scientist. And when I actually went to school originally, I was going to be a scientist because I wanted to do buildings and buildings or roller coasters and roller coasters need physics, so I okay. should know physics.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, realistically, I should
6: have been either an engineer or an architect. And mm-hmm. nowadays, I lean more sort towards, towards the architect side. Um, engineering is basically the line that I was able to hit when I realized that science wasn't anything I liked because I got to school and I was like, wow, this is all theoretical and I really don't care about this. I want to know how to build buildings. And I, ta- I luckily had a good school and I talked to a lot of people and uh, I found out that uh, I wanted to be a structural engineer. And it's funny today, I don't do buildings still. I do land development. But um, you know, you kind of take the path, you take opportunities, you find it and you find passion in what you do. You know, and uh, I'm really happy where I am, but uh, it was a weird path. So, (laughs) (laughs)
0: sounds like it. Uh, She has a follow up Did you get to pick which park you work at? No,
6: absolutely not. And you don't work at a park, you work in LA. Um, Unless you're really lucky, then you do get to work in Florida, but or one of the parks. But most teams work in uh, LA and Glendale.
0: I'd put air quotes over the lucky in working in Florida, but it's just me.
6: Well, there's a big design team in Florida, so oh. you'd actually get to do meaningful... Well, I guess you get to do meaningful work for everyone.
2: <laughs> I don't know. There's some,
6: I mean, uh, you had an interviewer on the other day who was talking about uh, show quality services that he works with that team. Yeah. That team's awesome, I've always thought. And I've always thought it would be amazing to work for that team.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. I should so. introduce you guys. Oh, yeah? If it matters. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who really cares? <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if Kyle gives a, a crud Wow. you know I don't know he's like whatever dude oh, no, I don't doing work doing there so anymore creative. I don't care I don't oh, know be being no, creative like <laughs> it's like it's like Kyle going well where do you see yourself in five years I don't know building stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right I got the, the verbal pat on the butt <laughs> okay you for
4: bringing in your Lincoln logs sir please leave
0: <laughs> no no I gotta show uh, Blobber in the chat says if Disney decides to build a ride from an executive decision to people getting onto the ride uh, how long does it take, and on average, how much are the uh, cost estimates Ooh. on par? He's, uh, he's Canadian. It's it, <laughs> no, he I speaks different what he's language.
6: Saying. No, I know who blubber is. I mean, I heard him the other day on
0: your other show. Well, um, that's true.
6: Yeah, um, that's a great question. I'm going to tell you. Every project's snowflake and different. Um, it depends mainly how the project gets started, uh, what the goals are, and what it's earmarked with. Um, it can take, you know, if it's a land, it's going to take a lot longer than like a single ride. But I know rides that have taken a year, and I know rides that have taken ten years oh, to wow. get ground. I mean, they spent. Am I breaking up? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Okay, they spent ten years on developing the ride vehicles for Indiana Jones alone. So, you would think just type of car.
0: You would think like the 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 way tech works, uh, 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 you know. In ten years, what they started with is uh, what they have is kind of already outpaced what is. Current, right? I mean, maybe not. I don't know.
6: Well, no. I mean, they were working on the tech for 10 years and developing it. Oh, okay. We're only able to get it there after 10 years. Jeez. Um, You know, and rights go through, uh, there's a lot of different ways that Disney makes decisions. And, you know, they like to talk about corporate synergy, and that's pretty much the number one way right now. So if you're able to come up with a good idea that gets greenlit, um, it's probably going to be about five years. And the cost estimate really just depends on the team. So,
2: hmm. yeah. okay.
6: I mean, you look at rides like Little Mermaid that came in under budget and then had to be redesigned three years later, <laughs> or <laughs> or rides like Tower of Terror that came in under budget or above budget but still had to be redesigned ten years later.
0: Hmm. Or I'm glad you, you brought know. that up.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad you brought Tower of Terror up. I'm sure uh, he is too. <laughs> we do have a question. Um, and from uh, Instagram of all places, um, about the this is the this is the quote. How did the whole Tower of Terror thing happen? Did anyone get fired for that idea? Uh, and I'm assuming they meant killing Tower of Terror and making it the, the Marvel thing. But um, that's been a topic of debate here on the show and and, and obviously online. Um, what can you what can you tell us about about any sort of my, the mindset of, of of why would you kill a ride that is popular? for something else.
6: So I'll tell you, uh, I'm going to answer this really roundabout. So first of all, Disney, when they do research in the parks, uh, you know, those cast members with the tablets, whenever you leave, they ask you questions at the end of the day. Tower of Terror never really scores very high and it never actually has a big draw. And one of the things that Disney talks about is they use two indexes, um, ridership and draw. And, what Tower of Terror had was it had a huge ridership, but a very low draw. So they knew they mm. had something good, but they also knew that it didn't, they didn't have something that people really were coming to the parks for. So, okay. you know, no one's really care. I, I mean, I hate to say this because I care. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people care, but, you know, people don't care about the Tower of Terror theme as much as they care about going up and down on the ride. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, I think it was two weeks ago, talking about that. And Disney recognizes that. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy is their new synergy opportunity because they it's the movie that's coming out that's going to be big, that has the budget that comes out at the same time that they can get the ride development done. So I'm going to tell you that's probably why it's like that. Um, I can tell you that it was originally intended to be an overlay um, hmm. okay. for the first one, and it never got off the ground, and then someone kept pushing it. And then not only did it get off the ground, but it snowballed into something way bigger. Who kept pushing? That guy get
0: punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Who kept pushing? Was it Kim Irvine?
6: No. It was. I mean, honestly, the original concept was great. I mean, it would be an overlay. It'd be seasonal. It would be just for the sale of the movie. You know, rather than doing hey, rather than putting uh, another new movie in uh, Muppet Vision, why not change the ride to actually match this and do it for like three months and advertise with a new ride. And then you, know. you can take all that stuff away, and then put it back up when you do the sequel.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And, and you know, and, and I th- personally, I I think it's it's the other way around. I think the queue is amazing, and the ride is terrible. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure because that and and that's what I think bugs me more than anything. They're getting rid of probably the best, the best, the best queue yeah. in the entire in, in both parks between that or yeah, Indiana I, Jones. Indiana, in, yes, you're you're absolutely two. right. But I, I but on the other hand, who, what person under thirty has seen an episode of t- Twilight Zone?
6: Right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, and plus, I think we as fans appreciate the cue. I mean, if you if you're going as a as a guest, like an average guest, and you're going for the day, you're not talking about mm. the cobwebs. Yeah, and, that's true. And the ambiance, you're talking about. Oh my God, that drop! You know, oh, that's yeah, a good you're point. right.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. like that, but you're. I think you're right.
6: Yeah, yeah and they're not selling to us. I hate to say it. Really? I wish they were. And, I, and, They're
0: and, not on us, dude. And so, okay, the other day, Disney posted on their on their Facebook page um, some deal about. Oh, d- oh, yeah, that's right. It was the, the the end the end point for Tower of Terror. So, like, write it before it goes away or extended stay is what they call it. Whatever. Anyways, and so I I, I never really do this, but I looked at all the the comments because I noticed there was like, oh god, I think a twelve hundred comments or sixteen hundred comments. Literally, literally every single one of them was someone going, what are you doing? How dare you? I'm never going back. Like, that was my favorite ride. Uh, You know, granny, you know, got her 80th birthday party. Whatever, right? Like, all these memories. And people were hyper upset. And then the next day, there was almost three thousand comments, and I looked again, and they were is all the same. Maybe a couple people were like, "Well, guys, it's Disney, and it's going to be really good." Um, nobody says I hate that ride. I'm glad they're changing. Nobody was happy about it.
6: Does, no, I mean, I agree. Disney, Disney, I think This is the most controversial change they've ever done in any of the parks.
0: Right, and and, and so do, does management look at this kind of stuff and go, "Hey, the people are actually talking. Uh, maybe this isn't the best thing to do, and we should kind of pull back on this." Hmm. Because they did it with mr toads right weren 't they going to kill Mr. Toads, and then everyone got all
4: he already died
0: too soon uh, you know and, and, and people it was there like a petition or something and then actually like oh we 're not going to save it anymore because everyone really loves it, and then now no one goes on that ride. <laughs>
6: I don't know about that, but I have a feeling that the wheels are way too much in motion. And honestly, I think that the research is still right. I think a lot of Mm. people are making a big fuss because they're hearing about it now and they know that they like Tower of Terror. Yeah. And I don't think people are realizing it's going to be the same ride, just themed differently. You know, so I I really don't think people are realizing that.
0: So, okay, so just so I make sure, because one of my main points is there's still almost an hour wait, no matter when you go. It's not that people weren't writing. It's that people weren't talking about it enough.
6: Yeah, people weren't coming to the park for it. It was just absorbing people. And quite honestly, it doesn't absorb that many people. You know, it's a low
0: capacity ride, what it is. So they want to make it a bigger draw. I want to say that you're wrong, but you're probably right. And you probably have facts (laughs) to back it up, and I just have a feeling.
1: I have a feeling he knows more about it than you do.
0: (laughs) Whatever.
6: I know a little bit more. (laughs) Not a lot. Just a little.
0: Oh, man. Okay, so... um, did we cover what we were supposed to cover, Terrence? Yes, we did. Okay, so he, he, Kyle, uh, awesome. Here's what I want to do because you first we first started talking about our uh, ears up Imagineering shows, um, and so I, I I I put it to everybody in in the room to pick our favorite reimagined thing, and just real quick run it by you, and I want you to tell us if that's the dumbest thing you've ever heard or if it's actually a viable thing that could that could work.
6: All right, not blue sky, just actual actual
0: practicality. Actual yes. things, yes. Like, right. would that happen? Does that make sense? And where should we send our resumes to? Okay. 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 Uh, right. Terrence, I want you to go second. Terrence, go first. <laughs> okay, okay, sounds good.
1: Uh, mine is in um, <laughs> uh, DCA. Okay. Uh, the, the boardwalk area, and where there's those uh, four carnival game buildings right now that have those those, in my opinion terrible carnival games. Uh, I don't know what
6: you're talking about because it doesn't exist in my mind for sure. <laughs> <fell on. Okay. laughs>
1: well, in my version, it it continues to be boardwalk, but the four carnival game buildings change. Uh, the first one is an area for character meet and greets. The second one uh, has uh, small carnival shows daily, like eating fire and sword swallowing, like actual carnival things. Uh, The third one is a soda shop uh, featuring fancy floats and ice cream sundaes. And the fourth is a fortune teller suite, and you never know which fortune teller you're going to get, which would entice people to visit multiple times. Some of the fortune teller options might include Esmeralda or the Genie or Rafiki or Madame Leota. Um or the fortune tellers from Robin Hood, et cetera, et cetera. And this would work a lot like uh Turtle Talk with Crush, uh where there's a video uh with ongoing uh audience participation. So that would be the main selling point of this area.
6: I actually think that's a that's a really cool idea. I think your fortune teller idea is a little bit too big for that part of the park, uh the actual space wise. Yeah, terrible. But- but everything else I think is great. I think if you scaled down the fortune teller and made it an individual paid for experience, mm. Uh, mm. that would be really cool. Yeah, That's something that they could do. I honestly like it all. Thank you. Uh, all I think right. it's great. But there's not cool. a lot of space back there. In fact, mm. there's so little space. I don't know if any of you know this. But uh, on when they put in Midway Mania, they had to knock out one of the emergency exits for uh, screaming. And if you get stuck at a certain point on Screamin' at one of the block breaks, they actually have a cherry picker parked behind uh, oh, Midway Mania mm. that goes up and has to be lifted to come and
0: get you.
1: No. And oh, that kind of makes me never want to ride that again. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's how that little space sense. they have back there. Oh boy.
0: Oh well, Okay, yep. because it because it butts out to the to the sidewalk on the other side.
6: Uh, you've got you've got you the go. sidewalk on the other side, yeah. and you've got a slim line of buildings, and then you have a really, really long parade float storage building behind there. Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. The Toy Story Parade is back there.
0: Bev.
4: You said Terrence was gonna go second. Yeah, yeah. but I lied.
0: I want the girls to go first. Okay. So the guys can take it in the in the end and, and finish it. Right. Finish so my understanding is that the girls are gonna be better.
4: Yeah. Well you haven't heard mine. Yet.
0: <laughs> I wanna make every I want a Fondue Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I want a fondue palace.
4: Funny enough, mine does relate to food. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily fondue, but we can come back to that.
2: Okay. I okay. hate uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, mine
4: was take the sailing ship Columbia and dock it somewhere in the rivers of America so you don't have two boats circling the same river and uh, okay. completely gut it and make it a restaurant like a high-end restaurant but theme it like have the restaurant be themed for uh as as like a swashbuckling kind of thing and have a show like a sword fighting show happen during your meal
6: so they did that a long time ago mm-hmm. look at you babe. yeah and uh they had the captain hook's uh fish sticks or something at uh some in fish fish sticks. back <laughs> in the day yeah they did but um so my opinion on that is that river is too narrow to park a boat in it right now. Mm-hmm. So you need to rebuild the river, which with Again. what they're doing, I mean, they could honestly do that. Um, they would never take the Colombian docket. They'd have to build a real building that looks like a boat. Um, that. And it would probably kill Phantasmic, which right now is a major sell for them. Really? So, yeah, I mean, come on, Phantasmic. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, come on. Sorry, I, but I mean, but, but I mean, like... Um, but they've done that before. Uh, at the Captain Hook show, they used to have a—I uh, believe, I'm I pretty sure—they used to have pirates Hook go around show. and do live entertainment as they sold fish sticks. So
2: <laughs> fish sticks. I
4: do love the fish sticks <laughs> aspect.
6: Google me on that. I could not be 100 percent correct. But. Uh, no, I want you to <laughs> correct. In my I hope, mind, I'm you're correct, you're right. man. All
3: right, Terrence, go for it, buddy. Okay, so they're asking me <laughs> to fire do, this up. They're asking me to do the Abraham Lincoln uh, vampire no. hunter, no. No. but we're not going to do that one. We're no. not going to do that one, Kyle. No, we're not going to no. do that one.
1: I was kidding.
3: So, okay, so this is mine. This is mine. Yeah,
0: wait, first of all, before you get into it, let's be clear. We weren't asking you to do that. We were asking you if you were going to, no, it's the same and thing.
4: subtly, but not so subtly, mocking you. All right?
0: right. No, no, no. Just because I'm
3: imagining. So, um, is that what, that's
6: what
3: it is? That is what it is. It's a movie that you copied. <laughs> sure. so, um, oh, my God. Because... so terrible. <laughs> 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 okay, mine is... Hang oh, hey, no, on All right. So, anyway, so, um, because a lot of the characters in this land are outdated and a lot of people aren't growing up on them anymore, Toontown becomes Arendelle. So, uh... Thor? Kyle, did I just hear you laugh at me? I oh, said so it becomes what? Arendelle, the uh, the city from Frozen.
6: Oh, okay.
3: Okay.
4: <laughs> he literally just threw me out. Hear me, the out. Hear me just, out. Remember that interview
3: story? Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out.
4: Hear me out. Oh, would so, do something
3: creative. So the entrance. The, <laughs> so the entrance. I didn't talk during yours, right?
4: Sorry, Terry. So the
3: entrance is a remake of the courtyard from the movie. Uh, the backdrop, the berm, is going to be the ice castle that um, Elsa winds up, you know, making later on in the movie. Uh, Goofy's Playhouse becomes some form of uh, skating rink. Uh, Roger Rabbit becomes a dark ride detailing major portions of the movie. Uh, The the Gadget's Go Coaster becomes Olaf's Summer Adventure. Uh, You'll have a snow cone stand in there called Kristoff and Sven's Ice Delivery. Uh, The Anna and Elsa meet and greet will be in there. And you'll also have a a store called Do You Want to Build a Snow Bear? So it will be a uh, snowman build-a-bear store in there as well
6: i don't think it's a bad idea no it's, <laughs> no it's it's not a bad idea and that's what i hate saying um <laughs> no, no, you, I, know, I, I'm just, you know i'm just i'm just gonna let it go okay just let it go. just let it go no it's a good idea um i'm a, i'm personally against the idea of building a land to an ip an individual ip okay mm-hmm. um You've missed the synergy by a couple years, so it probably wouldn't be greenlit. Okay. Um, And to be completely honest, it's not – and I'm not trying to discount you in any way, but there's no oomph to it. You know, it doesn't have – what's your sell point, you know? What makes it special other than the fact that it's frozen?
3: Okay. I get that.
6: You know?
1: I mean – factor.
6: I miss Maelstrom. I'm just going to say it. Right. Never got a chance.
0: Never got a chance. Ever got a chance? No, we yeah. were with we uh, and I were I'll, there last year and it was already done.
6: But I can tell you that, like, the reason they did that, you know, the oomph factor there is that scene with the drop at the end with the let it go whole thing. You know, that was the big oomph that sold that ride. Okay. So yeah. you got to have something like that. You got to have a
0: big sell. Okay. All right. Okay. I feel
3: like also an American Idol. All right,
0: thanks, Simon. Appreciate (laughs) that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, it could have been uh, X Factor or whatever when they hit the button. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Next. Uh, Let's see. Which one do I do? You were supposed to do this
1: before the show. I
0: know, but look, I got really important things to do. Uh, Okay, Tahitian Terrace. So next to Jungle Cruise, it's currently themed as uh, Aladdin's Oasis, but with Moana coming out, which is the next uh, big Disney uh, Tahitian thing, so trick it out that way. We don't know much about that flick yet, but have some traditional Polynesian dances, sort of like the Tahitian Terrence used to be. Tahitian Terrace, not Terrace. <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> I, know. Which, like, but I, I just no idea. I just
0: found out your uh, your um, uh, uh, Halloween costume, <laughs> though. Tahitian Terrace. Tahitian <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terrace. But it. bring that back. You got the fire dancers. You have the kind of the traditional Tahitian fair. Uh, because, you know, nobody really goes into Aladdin's Oasis anymore. I know now that they kind of opened it up and they're doing some stuff in there. This was before that. But uh, that's my idea. So you bring back some of the nostalgia for people who all they want is nostalgia.
6: So, uh, I think the, the, fire dancers is a good idea as far as making it a restaurant.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh,
6: there's not enough space there and there's not a big enough kitchen. Um, it would require some reconstruction to one of the other local facilities to do that. Yeah. And it'd be too big of an investment. And there's some, so there's this magic word that you've heard a lot recently called ADA or OSHA.
2: Uh-huh.
6: Um, and you'd have issues with that and it probably caused cascading changes to a lot of the parks. So mm. they probably won't wow. do that. So you there are areas everything. in Disneyland that are untouchable because if they touch them, they have to change too much. So, Like what? Autopia.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: what? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's it. Here's my no, idea um, as an Imagineer.
4: Get rid of Autopia.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to you talk about Autopia real fast? What about it? Well, I don't know. It, it seems like one of the rides that... Well, I don't know. It takes
1: up so much room. It takes up so much room. I agree.
6: It takes up a ton of room. It's not a big sale. It doesn't have a huge ride capacity. Right. Adults hate it, even Mm -hmm. though kids love it. Literally Um, hate. It's not up to date. Like, what is it doing in Tomorrowland? Can we at least get electric vehicles out there? Mm -hmm. Um, Get some Teslas. yeah, I mean, anything. And could it have a theme? Could it have anything? <laughs> um,
0: Are they talking about... Do, or were there conversations about doing something, like gutting it, changing it, yeah. doing anything? Yeah, there were.
6: Um, there were tons of... I mean, sage. I'll tell you, back in the day, had it right when they first started talking about Star Wars Land and how it would replace Tomorrowland. Yeah. And that was the original concept. And I can tell you that there were... That ride was going to be gone, and there was going to be things back there. Um, but... They wanted to expand the park, you know. The you're again going back to your last guest. you talked about capacity is king. Um, capacity and ridership is mm. always king. So tearing out things to put in new things with the same ride numbers doesn't make sense as adding more ridership. Ridership is the number one thing inside of Disneyland Resort. It's a the number they look at every day. Okay, so huh. it's how they sell it.
2: Hmm. So, Interesting.
6: Yeah, I, I can get on a really big tangent here, but if you want, about ridership. Sure. Go <laughs> for it, man. So, so Disney, the way they, they really run the park is there is a ma- there's a magic number of how many rides you actually are going to get on in a day. And they want that number to be somewhere between 12 and 10. So if they overstaff the park on a light day and that number gets up to 16, they will actually back down staffing, back down the amount of ride vehicles that are out to bring it back down to 12 or 10 and on a high heavy day they will uh they will actually uh get rid of or bring in more people bring in more attractions do other things so they can get that number back up to 12 or 10 um so nowadays they they look at rides and they want to make sure you know it has at least 1800 guests per hour is what they like to say um but rides at 22 or 3000 for instance are way more sellable so you have big rides like Indiana Jones and, and uh And um, Indy that, you know, goes 2,000, 3,000. You have rides like Star Mm. Tours that can take 22. You have Spacebound that can take 1,600. And when they looked at taking Tomorrowland and closing that down and pulling out about 4,000 people per hour ridership, Mm. as well as other show experiences, that was terrible compared to expanding the park out and just taking out a measly 2,000 for the Rivers of America experiences. Okay. So, Yeah.
0: Really, the Rivers of America experiences handle two thousand people a day. Is that what? No, per hour. Per, per hour. hour, okay.
6: And I that, don't quote me on that number. Was say, that's yeah. surprising. That seems pretty large.
0: But I can't tell if it's large or small.
2: Oh,
6: I don't because you know the actual number. I was just no, no, no I okay. okay. I
0: just thinking, but even yeah. even just the guess, right? Like, two, let's let's pretend that you're totally right. It's two thousand people per hour. You hear the number. Well, it's like that doesn't make sense because the area is big. But then you look right. at what is there to do. Hey, maybe well, so you've right. got you got to remember you've got the keel boats that are mm-hmm. that take you to the island, and those yeah. can
6: hold probably about thirty people. And what it t- there's two of them making a trip every five minutes, maybe ten minutes. Let's do ten minutes. Okay. You know, yeah. So that's sixty people times ten, so that's six hundred people. You've got the Mark Twain Riverboat that can hold, I want to say, fifty people, and it probably makes a trip every twenty minutes. So. That's 150 more people. You could do the same thing with the Columbia for another 150. And then you've got the canoes that take about 20 people every five minutes around the island for another 1,200. And if you add that up, I'm doing the math right now, uh, 15, you get 2,100. So wow. it's probably about
0: 2,000. Jeez. That's insane. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's incredible.
0: Kyle, you've blown our minds today. Totally. Yes. <laughs> I do have a lot more stuff I want to talk to you about, but we've already been going for an hour and a half or more, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I hear you. And I want to save it for another time. Absolutely. Actually, with you, okay. it's been over, a little over an hour. Uh, yeah. But I want to talk more about Shanghai, because uh, you and I chatted a little bit about some cool stuff going on there uh, that you had your hand in. We want to talk about uh, some more of the imaginations thing. Um, just kind of you know get, get a little deeper into it, if, if that's even possible. But uh, if you wouldn't mind coming back on at a later date, I think that'd be really cool.
1: Yeah, let's Definitely. not wait on this one. Let's do it soon. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome.
6: Yeah, I'd be happy to. And, uh, you know, I'd love to do it. So
0: cool. let's do it. Great. I appreciate Talk it, to man.
2: You week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. 20 minutes. Take a break. Get some food. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, thanks, man. I, look, I really appreciate it. I think it was really cool. And uh, hopefully you helped uh, some people out there get a job, man.
6: I hope so, too. I hope that, uh, I hope, and I know, honestly, if you're not looking for uh, Disney as your job or if you are, and you know you don't think it's going to work out. I hope that you still take this uh, advice to heart because I think it's good for any company. So for
0: sure, absolutely. All right, man. Have a good night, Kyle. Appreciate it. All right, you guys too. Have a great one. Right, and thanks for having me on. Of course, yeah. Thank you.
6: Thank you. All right, put that money to good use.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I will. That Tesla needs a new coat of wax. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. All right, man. All right. Later. <laughs> Oh, man. That Jeez. was
1: insanely amazing. You could
0: have gone for another hour. Easily. Oh, for I, sure. I have a bunch of questions <laughs> this is that so I many wanted questions. to ask him. And and so he was kind enough to spend a lot of time giving me an outline about kind of what he can and can't talk about. And there was a lot of stuff, like a lot of the Shanghai Disney stuff was, was really interesting, but mm-hmm. sometimes the interview just goes where it wants to go. No, yeah. And I, I think we did a good job.
1: Well, and the chat room is like, bring him back, please, please bring him back. We will,
0: yeah, yeah. for sure. I want to get Matt back, too. And talk yeah. about some other stuff. T- we, we have a lot of people we want to bring back. It's been a good show so far, man. It's been a good show, yeah, man. Yeah,
1: that's insane.
0: You ready to kill it with some Disney news? Yep. Well,
1: are we going to do Disney news or are we going to do feedback? Oh, yeah, do feedback.
0: We can't do both. Yeah. Go ahead. Do feedback turn.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, the oh, first...
0: We can do whatever we want.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one's from uh, Jasmine. Uh, Hi, everyone. About a month ago, I did not care for podcasts at all, despite growing up with a mom who has always been obsessed with them. She recommended I listen to a podcast about Disneyland, but I was like, eh, maybe later. Well, she came to to visit a month ago and on our one, one and a half hour drive to the park, we listened to Disneyland versus the people. And now I'm obsessed. My mom lives on the other side of the country from me. So I'm really grateful to all of you guys for such a fun podcast that we can discuss together. I know this is rambling a bit, but I have three things I want to share with you guys. Okay. One, on my last trip with my husband, we rode Pirates, and as we passed the auction uh, scene, we heard, we wants the redhead, mm-hmm. and both and both turned to each other at the exact Stop same it. time and said, Terrence was right.
0: Terrence was right.
1: <laughs> Two, the, um, the past few times I've been during the summer, it's been su- very surprisingly dead. My mom raised mm. a Disney Pro, so the longest we've ever waited in a line is maybe 25 minutes. But for the most part, it's been super easy to get... Ju- just about every ride done in a single day.
0: Really? Uh, in the summer? I
1: know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, fast passes, I guess. She's got guess. it down. Oh. And finally, you mentioned in your last podcast, which I don't know when this was. Um, (laughs) the deal with active duty and veterans. And I wanted to add that they also have an incredible offer where you can get a three day park hopper pass for about four, 140 bucks. Mm -hmm. Also, my husband is active duty with the Navy. And on our last visit, we were upgraded to the very top floor of the Disneyland hotel for free as a thank you for his service. And we got a ton of really awesome gifts in the hotel room. Wow. Disney treats active members like royalty. And we were so grateful for everything. They should. I'm at the parks about once a month. Um, so I hope to run into you. Uh, at this point, I think I might even recognize your voice, but to be honest, I would probably freak out internally and immediately immediately text my husband. They're here, while sneaking
2: glances at you.
1: <laughs> Again, thank that. you for the awesome show, and I can't wait to hear the next one.
0: Awesome, yeah. Well, thank you, uh, your husband, for his service. Yes, uh, I, thank dude, you. personally, I think that active military should be let into the park for free. Yeah, I, I think, I think yes. so.
1: I think they should get to do a lot of things for free. Yeah, you know. but um, yeah, no, I think that that was really cool, and. Uh, that's that's really that's Disney magic and not everybody gets it because it, it, it sometimes it depends on who you who checks you into your hotel you talk or to, whatever. Yeah. For sure. You talk to, but yeah. it's really cool when people do.
0: I had it. We had a piece of feedback. It was a more of a show suggestion about doing something because uh, uh, Memorial Day is coming up here in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know enough about it, but those uh, those uh, uh, avenues are out there to explore. If you're a, a member of the military or in a military family, I think you can get some pretty good deals on hotel rooms and tickets and all that kind of stuff. So I'd like our crack research team to get together and try to see if we can figure all that stuff out and, and put maybe a little segment of a show together for that.
1: Yeah, totally. I, yeah. Think, I think it's a great idea. Um, the next one is from Haley. Hey, I'm a little bit behind on the podcast, and I was just listening to the history of Power of Terror. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Sorry, we're a little <laughs> behind on feedback. So.
1: Um, you guys commented on spending less on the costumes since no one uh, may notice small changes. But I would have agreed until I went to Disneyland Paris. They seem to have gone so cheap there that it is so sad. I totally yeah. noticed and it made a huge p- impact on my experience. Lots of love from Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, this next one is from Rich. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Rick. Hi. I think he's talking to you, Bev.
3: <laughs> hey, no. how's it going? Yeah. Uh, that's the end of
1: the feedback. Hi. You should have sent that to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he says, um, uh, love the podcast and Taryn, keep a chin up. Uh, as another person who thinks outside the box, people that live in the box just don't get it. So my question is, do you have a timetable on Fanny Pack Club and the Churro Challenge? Mm. We're going to the park on the 21st and I want to do the Churro Challenge. Thanks, Rich.
0: So I did email Rich back. There is no uh, timetable on either. You can do the churro challenge, uh, what we've called pulling a Terrence. All day, every day. All day, every day, whenever you want to. Um, the fanny pack, and I emailed you, Rich. But if you want to be part of the Main Street Fanny Packers, the hottest new <laughs> social club, I think I said the uh, uh, on the Instagram um, like bio. It's like the most practical social club.
3: <laughs> Bro, we are that is true. We're
0: growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah.
3: Like every time I go on Facebook, like some random person is. is- has the fanny
0: pack on? I
3: love awesome. it! I love it. I
4: totally Our tagline needs to be "function over fashion."
2: <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: I can update that. I can update that. Totally. Um, send me an email, Jason at earsup-podcast dot or through the uh, Facebook or whatever, Facebook. Um, and I will get you. Uh, I will get you all the information. Basically, patches. There's three of them. It's twenty five bucks per per set, man, and uh, you know that helps pay for the artist. And helps pay for the patches. We're not making anything on it because no one wants to make money on a social club patch. Right. <laughs> it's not. It's not what the thing is about. Okay. It, it'd be different if we were going to have like, you know, if we were all local and all lived kind of in a general area, and then we could have meetups and do cool things. Because yeah. there are social clubs out there who do cool stuff, mm-hmm. like charity work and all that kind of stuff. But we're just never. We're we're kind of an internet social club, so. Right. Whatever, but uh, yeah, man, no no timetable at all, and hopefully you can get your patches in time. I still haven't got an email from you, bro, so if you're listening now, um, what's up with that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next one is from...
0: And sorry, and good luck on the Churro Challenge. Yes, yes, good luck. (laughs) Please And remember,
1: it's... (laughs) To pull a Terrence... You do one churro in every land to pull a Greg. It's one churro at every cart. It's,
0: right.
3: it's
4: every single churro. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. All the churros. Also, we're not responsible for uh, any medical bills. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm sure you know that.
0: Yeah, in 5 years you're going to see one of those like lawyer commercials. Have you tried the churro challenge from a popular podcast?
1: <laughs> if you've pulled a Terrence.
0: Yeah. If so, you may be you may you Call's, may be awarded Call oh, Vincent oh, and Vincent. <laughs>
1: Goodness. Um, this next one is from Rebecca, and I'm going to par it down just a little bit. But uh, sh- her name is Rebecca Amber. She listens to our podcast, of course. She lives in near in town, and so she'd like to come and visit one time when we're no, doing this.
0: Never, <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, down. So, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. I,
1: I didn't read it till today. Sorry. Um, and then uh, she likes Terrence. Thanks, but most importantly, of all the Disneyland podcasts, uh, now I'm reading hers. Um, I find that this one is the most well-produced in terms of sound quality, content, broadcast. <laughs> Shut up, everybody.
0: Ter- I hate we, you all. We, we, you don't have to explain. We we understood that. I just you
1: wanted all. to make sure. I know. I know. I know. Uh, I, I'm going to start that over. You're adorable. Of all the Disneyland po- podcasts, I find this one to be the most well-produced in terms of sound quality, content, broadcast consistency, and uh, personality of each of the hosts. I often, I oftentimes describe it to friends as varying parts NPR, relatively sober, drunk history, and <laughs> Disney. <laughs> so just
0: history, just history. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, the warmth and humor of this sh- the show. Uh, that this show provides makes time in between the park visits so much more bearable and at times exciting knowing that there is always uh, to be, there will always be a next time at the Disneyland resort. Mm. Now that
0: it's a nice thought. Yeah,
1: I think so too. Now that it's around the corner, um, I think it would be really cool to do a special on Disney trips. Oh, this is the military one. Yeah. She's the one that suggested doing a, the veterans day uh, military thing. So I think that we will, I think that's a really great idea. Thank you, Amber, Rebecca, sorry, Rebecca, Amber. Re- Rebamber, she says. <laughs> she gave herself a nickname. Yeah. I was doing it in my head. <laughs> okay, uh, the, the next one is from our friend Holly, of course. Uh, she, I think she writes in after every show. I love her. I love her. Um, she says, I love you. <laughs> Great. We, we love you too. Weird. <laughs> There's so much love. She says, but I can only listen and re listen to your archives so many times. I think I've listened to start to finish nine times, maybe 12. Whoa! Wow.
0: <laughs> I love her even more now.
1: I know. I know JP and Bev do the Brewing Network, um, but are you also on others I should check out? Which podcasts do you guys listen to, recommend, Disney or otherwise? Feel free to record more often so I don't have to re-listen to the old ones over and over
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> um, we aren't well, really should. the Brewing Network, but I have started a podcast with uh, Kanye. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. Anthony, my nephew, uh it's about cosplay. And it's called the Builders of Cosplay. You can go to buildersofcosplay.com. We just launched our first episode last week. Uh and we have twelve listens so far, wow. which is amazing. Um But yeah, it's it's a monthly show, so expect even less. So if you're into cosplay, I don't know, spread the word. It should be cool. The the first episode is a little weird. Um but we're gonna have actually like guests, like people who are in cosplay, not just anthony um although he'd probably prefer that, that um funny. you know and tips and tricks and prop making and all that kind of stuff so uh, i think it should be pretty cool and you know we'll see whatever i like talking for free apparently so <laughs> i'll figure it out
3: i have three suggestions if you depending on what you're into so um all songs considered is npr and mm-hmm. uh, listen to that a lot also uh stuff you should know it's just random information that you should know like how how to build a house how th- it's just
0: the weirdest. What, random- am I Amish? Oh, p- I should never know how to build a house. Maybe. What if you need to build one one day? I would never.
4: Uh, I believe it's a barn raising. He's going to pay someone. <laughs> and then
0: no. also
3: the uh, Pixar podcast is good as well.
0: And there's a Pixar podcast. Yes, there needs to be more. So okay. So we went to uh, to Dave Matthews Band a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did. Terrence and uh, Terrence and I. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. we have a a, a mutual friend who who works as uh, an audio engineer on the on the tour, and so he got us backstage. It was really fun and um, I had the best idea you need you should have a podcast either after every show on the tour or every week on the tour ah. And just either play, like a, live, like, a live song, like, release a song that was done live at one of the shows during the week or, or, or that night's venue. Talk with the roadies a little bit about what happened on the show. You know, have a couple personalities. Maybe talk with a band just for, like, two minutes. Right. Like, hey, how did you think the set went? Like, blah, blah, blah. Maybe kind of boring, but I think diehard fans would really like that. Right. And then I got to thinking more and more things need that. Like, I am shocked that Disneyland Disney does not have a podcast. Like their own. Like their own podcast. I'm oh. shocked that they don't have one.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: like they're gonna hire this. No, mess. I know. You know? I know. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like more, more places need that. I think, especially entertainment, uh, entertainment spots. I mean. And um, what was uh, what was the relevance of this to you? What you just said, I forgot. There wasn't any. <laughs> no, even better. Perfect. Um, oh, you know, podcast to check out. I like lore. There's a podcast called Lore. Um, the guy basically writes kind of scary stories based on historical you know, happenings or whatever. Uh, I don't like his delivery so much. His delivery kind of bothers me. His voice kind of bugs me. But it's really fascinating. Uh, there's a podcast called Very Bad Wizards. That is not clean podcast. It's a dirty podcast, but it's a psychologist and a philosopher. And they're they're friends, I guess. And they just talk about weird topics uh, having to do with either psychology or or, um, whatever the other thing I just said. They're not wizards at all. They're not wizards. Um, But they talk a lot about Mr. Robot, that show on TV. Ah. They, They do a lot of pop culture stuff. They do a lot of stuff on movies. Um, and it's, it's really fascinating. It's, it, it can be kind of over, it's over my head. I don't know how smart you are. Uh, if you're, if you're smarter than me, then you'll probably get it all, but, uh, it's over my head, but it's, it's really interesting to listen to. Um, what else do I listen to, Taryn? I think that's it. Do
4: you listen to the micro one? I don't. I don't mind that
0: one. No. Uh,
4: yeah. I don't really listen to podcasts. I don't really
1: either. Like that's, I just listened to the first, uh, I don't not just, really but I listened to the first season of Serial and that was. The most amazing. Yeah, don't even start
0: the second season. Serial Yeah, I agree. The second second one is a stinker. You know, I don't. For being into podcasting or or at least doing podcasts, I don't listen to a lot of them. I just either I'm. I don't have time. No, I don't. I don't have time. That's not true. Well, yes, that's true. (laughs) I. I'm not judging. I don't drive. I don't go anywhere. I'm home, and so when I'm home, I have my distractions. I don't love podcasts so much that I have to not watch TV or not, quote, read a book or do any of the weird things I do at home uh, enough to listen to a podcast. Yeah. I just don't, that's just not, that's not my thing, I guess, because if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm doing something, I'm doing the dishes or whatever, but then my list of chores is very small and then I have like listened to a podcast for 20 minutes and I go, well, now what? Now I got to stop it or I don't know, whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay, should we move on?
0: Yes. Okay. Let's uh, talk more about me. Okay.
1: okay. Um, how about now? Okay. Uh, this next one is from Tiffany. She wrote in today. This is very current. Tiffany. Um, hi, ears up. So I left some feedback uh, some time ago when I uh, first started listening, August 16th to be exact, when I only had listened to about two of your shows, and I said you guys had a lot of negative things to say about Disneyland, <laughs> and I just want to take it all back. I think the first show I listened to, though... You talked crap about all of my favorite things, Fantasmic, Thor, Tower of Terror, and I swear you made a comment that the food sucked. So I was like, whoa. (laughs) But listening more, I totally got a a better idea of who you guys are and felt the love you guys have for the park. I think I also said in my feedback that I don't think there's much that I don't know about the parks. Well, I take all that back, too, because I've learned so much from you guys. I've been listening for a month, and I've already caught up uh, with all of your shows, Having a boring office job really takes a toll on you.
2: Well, <laughs> well,
1: anyway, I'm heading to Disneyland and DCA at the end of the month, uh, so I'll be looking out for a lot of the things you guys have pointed out, and hopefully we'll get a churro shirt before my trip.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, do it.
1: I'm also in the East Bay Area, so it was so weird to hear that you guys are so close. Okay, sorry. This is so long. Uh, keep doing what you all are doing. Thank you for fueling my Disneyland addiction. Sincerely, Tiffany. P.S. You guys should totally do a Fantasmic history show, uh, including the music, so I can cry. Uh, Tower of Terror episode was my favorite. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, awesome. <laughs> we read the we read hers, and like I read it. I read it week. really fast. Yeah, we yes. <laughs> read it last time we recorded, and I thought it was really funny. because it was in our like like negative section, uh-huh. but
2: uh-huh. I think
1: it's really cool that she wrote back in. And she's I like, like too, "Okay, yeah. I, I read. I've listened to some more. Now I get you guys." Because yeah. I think that's what it is. If you hear one of them, then you go, "Wow, these people are." Terrible people, yeah. and why yeah. do they have a Disneyland podcast? They I hate it there.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it does take figuring our personalities out to understand that we love Disneyland so much that we're doing a podcast for free about <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, also we have opinions on it. Totally. You know,
1: and then uh, the last one here is, is from our good friend Dan Shaw. Let's
0: save Dan's. Let's it's real, save Dan's. I made it real short. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, he wrote in about that album that he really wanted us to listen to. Yes. And we listened to a little and bit of we it. We
0: played the Tom Waits one and we're like uh-huh. uh-huh. So he yeah, wrote, never cared.
1: He wrote in and basically says stay awake, it, he's going to defend it to his death. Um some albums are meant to be listened to as a journey from start to finish. He really wants to encourage us to listen to the whole thing front to back. He says I understand how it could come across as terrible if you cherry pick the two strangest tracks. But please set aside forty-five minutes to go on the full journey. Everything that you pointed out as false in the podcast are aesthetic choices. Tom Waits, I, he will grant us, is an acquired taste. Um, he says, he which can't. is true.
0: And <laughs> yes. you know, look, I'll give Dan the benefit of the doubt. We did cherry pick the two weirdest tracks. <laughs> no, you're right. That's for true. Sure.
1: Uh, he says, I'm pimping this album aggressively, not as some rabid fanboy, although I doubt that. <laughs> um, but as someone who has genuine appreciation for good music, good storytelling, and Disney, in that order. Um, Give it a solid chance and try to meet it on some common ground and it will open up a wonderful new world of sound for you. He says give it space, give it time, and if you still hate it, then we simply have different tastes. And I parred that down a
0: lot. <laughs> Dan is very passionate about this yes. album and that look, I dig that. I'm not no, I'm I definitely awesome. want to slam that. It's um, really good email if you guys want to read it. Yeah, it's uh, I just I don't know if I'm going to ever do that. And maybe it's beca- I will. and it okay. I would. Good. I mean, maybe it's it's just the 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 iPod generation now, right? That I've, kind of ruined albums. I, I agree. I, I I don't know. I mean, I sometimes I'll listen to albums, but they're terrible, like rock and roll albums, right? Like no one's gonna listen to them.
4: Can I listen to the album instead of doing? I was
0: about to say that she can do that. review do
3: of the movie. Doing the movie. No, you got to do the movie. only do the movie.
4: I can't even find the
1: movie. Well, that's true. Talk well, to, that to
0: me. You said, we'll, we'll figure that you that it said
1: out. Sam was gonna figure that out for
4: you.
0: Yeah, rent so when it I ask on the internet. Sam
4: to rent things for me on the internet, he's like, "That's stupid. I'm not getting that <laughs> for you." <laughs> Literally every every album I want to listen to, every movie I want to watch, he's like, "You have terrible tastes." So
0: he's no. not wrong. Where's well, the, Where's the lie, though? Anyway, uh, if yes, if you guys are into the Disney album thing, def What was the album again? Do you, you have? It's called Stay Awake. <laughs> listen to it. Dan's super stoked about it. Um, and I like that. I like yeah. that. It sounds like a really funky interesting album. Um, I'm not going to lie, Dan. I probably won't do it, but I'll think about it. I'll think about Maybe it.
1: Maybe I'll just turn it on on like Saturday morning and, and Jason it. won't know what's 45 going on. Minutes with that.
0: Yeah, but you know, we can do that. Yeah, I appreciate it, Dan. I, I really do. Let's do some Disney news real quick and then we're going to get out of here. It's a two hour show. March in the past. <laughs> Present there's, and future there's some cool with stuff. I don't cover. care.
2: I know you Here don't. Yourself. Never Disney cares. Never care Zero cares.
0: Okay. Just three real short stories. Don't worry about it. Stick with me, folks. Um, Stay with. Disney produces a robot with, quote-unquote, very fluid movement. Thanks to Air Water Actuators, which this is kind of cool. So we've talked about it before, like Disney, uh, they're putting a lot of research into just a a lot of different stuff, a lot of robotics area. Um, Anyway, there's something called uh, Jimmy, a robotic puppet developed by Disney Research that moves with incredibly fluid motion thanks to combination air water actuators. The robot doesn't move on its own, though. It just mimics the movements made by a human in the room behind it wearing video goggles and manning two arm controllers. I think it's kind of cool, and so there's a bunch of videos on it. Check it out. Uh, here, I'll just turn this off. It's on a website called Geekology, but I'm sure if you just look Google Disney, very fluid movement, whatever. Uh, dude, check this robot out. Here, come on, stop it. There it is. Look at it. Look how smooth that thing is. Oh wow! Uh, and so and so, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking at this. I'm going, that's the future of, of animatronics.
1: That's kind of crazy.
0: It's right here. Here, let me back it up. This is the future of animatronics. I mean, that's... It looks... It's
1: like drumming, but it's...
0: Uh, yeah, the robot's moving its arms around, and you can tell it's not, you know, obviously has, a real like, person because it, like, has harsh starts and stops. But
3: it's not, but, like, compliance, like what you see on Pirates, whereas, right. yeah, it looks a, bit, a lot more
0: fluid. Very
2: fluid, yeah. Right,
0: and so this... is So that's why I wanted to bring it up, because, you know, in, what, five years, maybe? This is the future. This is what we're going to be seeing in the parks. That's awesome. Maybe? Who knows, right? Right. You know, gathering stuff, picking stuff up. It, it, it's pretty Jimmy Robot puppet test. Google that. you should come up. Pretty fascinating stuff. Wow, and threw a roll of tape at someone. Anyways, but th- that's cool. I, I, like, I like seeing the future. The future is now. The
3: future right? is now. Yeah. Uh, the future is
0: now, Steve. Soon we'll be able to integrate our phone, TV, and computers. Yes! <laughs> you could be playing Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. uh Walt Disney World has begun requiring children from three to nine years old to have their fingers scanned when they entered the theme parks, just like the older kids and adults. Disney said the new process will help block the use of stolen and shared tickets. Previously, kids' tickets would have been easy to transfer because they have no finger images attached to them. So when you buy, like you get your magic band at Disney World, you got to scan your, your thumbprint. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing it with kids, and I guess people are kind of hacked off about that. Parents who feel uncomfortable with having their kids finger scanned can use their own instead. Uh they introduced scanners more than a decade ago that use finger geometry. Um, why would it
1: matter? I mean
0: I you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I can't think of a, a, a reason why people would be upset about that, but they are because it's people and people want to get upset at mm. other people.
1: Like it's it it seems a little invasive maybe, but I feel like it's really not. Yeah,
3: not terribly (laughs) abusive at all, I would
0: say. That's strange. I think they're going to sell it or something. I don't don't know. It's just weird. Whatever. If you don't think that the government has everything they want about you, then you're, you're wrong. Uh, and then last but not least, see, I told you, it was very painless. Disney now wants to fire explosives, drop confetti, and shoot in lasers from drones.
3: Oh, yes.
0: Uh, first, there were drones uh, with screens attached and puppets hanging from the drones. These are all patents that Disney's filed. Um, at the time, Disney indicated that it was interested in using Excuse me, drones for entertainment within its theme parks. Uh, More recently, they they filed a patent for projectors attached to drones. We talked about that a few segments ago. Disney Parks also uh, already used projection technology in many of its nighttime shows. Uh, They requested that it be able to fly drones within the theme parks in late 2015. Again, these are all uh, patents they've filed. But just last month, Disney was added again with another patent uh, for a drone. This one will fire lasers at guests who will be armed with laser-deflecting lightsabers. Again, we talked about this a couple times ago. Mm-hmm. Remember that that clickbait article that was like, oh, the, um, you know, they want to build a, a working lightsaber. No, right, don't. Right. Stop it. But this is cool. Fire lasers. And I think we were talking about it. It's probably going to be like a training session i'm so smart um <laughs> now there's another new patent this one for a drone that fires fireworks now disney wants to strap explosives to drones and fly them over <laughs> in like near the theme parks idea. all the drones are required to fly <laughs> over areas so with uh, no guests so lagoons or other vistas are the most likely locations for the new show elements if
3: any other company said this i'd be like this is ridiculous disney i'm like eh, whatever it's fine <laughs> yeah right I trust them. I, I trust just the, How
4: many drones are going to get shot down by the other drones' fireworks?
0: Right. Oh, that's going to be
2: amazing.
3: <laughs> but, the whole I
0: mean, drone fight. That'd be amazing. Just the uh, just the um, the logistics alone, and like the 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 choreography of the drones and stuff. That's going to be that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's going to be complicated. Okay, we're done.
1: We're done. I I think this is now the record for the longest show we've
0: ever done. Oh, for sure. By far. Yeah, totally. It's over two
2: hours. (laughs) Yeah, I feel
0: like we did, too. Yeah. Abby, Abby, Abby Abby's sitting here. Abby, you want to say something to everybody at at home? (laughs) (laughs) But you just did. you just did, goofball. (laughs) (laughs) Abby, I heard heard you, okay, the microphone's not on. Don't worry about it. I heard you started school recently.
4: Did
0: you start school? Yeah. Yeah, do you like school? What do you like school about? What about school do you like? Recess. You like recess? (laughs) that a a girl? (laughs) Recess is great. How good is your mom at driving a car? (laughs) On the freeway. You gotta speak. (laughs) Yeah, what did you say? You
4: said earlier you were talking about my driving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, silly.
4: My mom does not know how to drive her car on the freeway. (laughs)
1: Is that true? Hmm. Yeah. No, she's not. She already already understands (laughs) not
0: to to use verbal. Okay. Uh, Let's do the fact of the show and let's get out of here. Um, Harper Goff, who we talked about uh, on a previous show, finalized details of the layout of the Jungle Cruise on site by using a sandbox that simulated the attraction footprint. He used his foot to sculpt the sand into the shapes of the river and its banks, locating landmarks along the way. Then workers would replicate these forms using their bulldozers and shovels. Can you imagine, like, uh, you're, you're essentially your foreman or the guy in charge is using his foot? That's amazing. Just eh, put it here, like on the arch. I wonder what part of the river is his arch and his foot.
3: <laughs> that is amazing. It's That's cool, so right? Cool. It's so cool to think about that
0: happening. It's weird. Like, of all the things, like, why not use your hands? Why are you using your feet? Maybe he loves sand. <laughs> Maybe he <Why Gira>. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. It's been uh, a long show. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks to Kyle for coming on. Thanks to Jeremy from Spectro Radio. And we'll see you in the parks.